Drama City Productions presets. Immersion Rig now online. Welcome nerd. Now generating episode 59. Featuring horror, comics, movies, wrestling. Full immersion begins in three, two, one. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. This is the Amazing Nerd Show. God damn it, we've got a lot of news, Christian. Yep. <laughs> a lot of news, but I'm still going to talk to you about Toy Fair before we get into any of it. All right, what's going on with Toy Fair, David? So hunker down. I'm, I'm hunkered. So apparently NECA wants all of my money. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a conspiracy against me. <laughs> They've been listening, huh? Oh my God, they went fucking crazy this year. The amount of fucking toys I have to buy from NECA is insane. <laughs> I like this. You have to. I ha- oh, there's no way around it. They're releasing a Dr. Decker fucking 8-inch cloth figure. Are you kidding me? You know how long I wanted a Dr. Decker figure? <laughs> you know how happy 12-year-old Damon is right now? <laughs> It's insane. Like, it's just totally random, no. you know? Um, they're doing everything. You're, we're finally getting a cloth Michael Myers figure. I mean, they're just, they're going deep, you mm-hmm. know, with their figures. They released um, a couple months back, they did a Fog figure, one of the fucking pirates from Fog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did one of those. Um, it's just crazy. Um, we're getting some nun shit. We're getting, um, uh, what's the character from, um, that's a rumor to get his own, uh, movie from, uh, Oh, fucking Crooked Man. I crooked saw that. Man. Yeah. We're getting a Crooked Man figure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting figures from They Live. And they all look so fucking yes, perfect. they look fantastic. Um, and they're gonna cost you, though. They are gonna cost you. Those cloth figures are running about $34. Hey, it's not my bank account. So, it's mine. (laughs) And it's gonna be fucking hurting. Now, are we making space for these, or are you... We're always making space. (laughs) I do a lot of eBaying, but, Mm. I mean, it never seems like, you know, this basement's empty. If anything, it gets more and more crowded somehow. So, um, yeah. We're going to have to make some space. You know, I'm not remodeling mm-hmm. anytime soon. So I guess I could take down this wall, you know, you know, and go into the laundry room. But yeah, no, the wife's not going to have that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just a lot of figures. And then like Marvel Legends on top of it, like they're dropping like figures crazy style, like every month. And they like, they basically released images for about 50 figures, it feels like. So, I mean, most of the stuff is up on our Instagram right now and Facebook, so you can take a look there. I didn't, I don't think I even did all of the figures, just it was impossible. <laughs> um, they're, they're, I mean, they went deep. They were, like, doing, like, the Serpent Society and shit, you know, you can find the complete, you know, whatever you fucking nerd's been wanting, the Serpent Society, and I totally will do it, by the way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, characters, I was even like, wait, who the fuck is this? You know, we have, there's a great gargoyle figure out there right now with a Captain Marvel line. So, I mean, it, it tells you how deep they're going. Okay. But people, well, people will fucking buy it, though. I guess. And one of those people will be me. So, um, Star Wars, uh, the Black Series, they, I mean, just tons of shit. They went heavy into fucking Phantom Menace, um, the prequels this year. 
Um, they couldn't show us much just because they can't reveal, you know, the new toys, you know, for episode nine mm. yet. That'll happen in October. We did get our Force Friday announcement. That's going to be, I think, the first Friday in October. Mm. So, and they're calling it Triple Force Friday because they're also going to be doing a Mandalorian uh, merch too. Ooh. So, um, yeah. So you're going to be getting, and then um, for one of the games, I don't know what game is coming out then. Do you know what game's coming out? Is it another Battlefront or something like that? No. Would it be um fucking uh, the fucking Vader? Not Vader, but Jedi Hunt game? I don't know. I'm not sure. They make because it's Triple Force Friday. I can't remember the so we'll have to look it up. Moment. We're not pausing because we got that much yeah. news. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna be a little sloppy this episode. I do want to know more about that fucking game. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we'll look it up so we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah, so. But just a lot. I mean, tons of fucking Pennywise shit, man. Mm. They went fucking heavy with the Pennywise. And just beautiful figures. Beautiful figures. Fucking a Michael Myers fucking Ultimate um, Halloween 2 edition figure. Where they've got... I mean, it's like... I think it's a one-quarter scale figure. And then they've got the eight-inch figure. He's really fucking geeking out right now. Yes. Yes. With the blood (laughs) tears, Christian. The fucking blood tears. Come on, man. (laughs) <laughs> come on NECA <laughs> I don't know who hates me over at NECA they're trying to ruin my marriage I think so David how about that news huh? <laughs> I'm going to start a toy podcast screw this <laughs> alright yeah let's talk some news yes uh, Star Wars yeah, speaking of Star Wars I think we talk about Star Wars every fucking week right now they are always Why the in the news not? and from what we're hearing Every character that's ever been on a Star Wars film is going to get a TV show. So um, it looks like Disney Plus is going to go crazy right now. Yes. Um, we've that got is rumored. what they should be doing. Yes, and that's great, but I just hope they don't spread themselves too thin. So right now we've heard rumors. And this is quite a list, so bear with me. Mm. Um, we're hearing rumors of a Princess Leia, a young Princess Leia film. Or um, series, I'm sorry. Um, we're hearing rumors of a Darth Bane possible film series. Once again, let's start over. Just mark it. So we're hearing rumors right now of a young Princess Leia series, um, a Darth Bane series, uh, a uh, Captain Phasma series, a Knights of Ren series, um, a uh, Poe and Finn series. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I'll get your fucking mm. streaming service. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a not, there's not enough hours in the day for all these series. No. Uh, a Lando and uh, Kiara. Is that how you say your Kiara, name? Kiara, yeah. Kiara, which, I mean, would answer some of your uh, right issues with Solo because you want to see that yeah. story continued, which would be great. I mean, all these series sound like great ideas to me. Um, I just hope they're not spreading themselves too mm. thin. You know, that's my concern. A Rose series. <laughs> I know, I know you're Jones um, for a rose. You need some more rose. They've they've sold me on the streaming <laughs> service. Uh, Just her on the battlefield, the most giving inspirational speeches to everyone. Christian's rolling his eyes. I'm <sighs> in. I'm in. Give me some more rose. I'd love to see her, uh, the story be, with like her and her sister. I think sure. that'd be cool. I think her sister is an interesting character. <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> I want to know how she had like. 
was able to catch that remote even though it was past like her field of vision. She's force sensitive, uh, man. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Christian. Anyways, I think the most, great moment. <laughs> the most interesting out of all of those was the Darth Bane because it's a fucking old Republic story. You know? I wouldn't mind the Princess Leia series. Like a young Princess Leia. I think yeah. it's a shame that Billy Lord's already a cast character because that would be great for her to be able to pick up like young Princess Leia. Yeah, that would be. That would be. And she could still do it. Right? It wouldn't throw you off. It wouldn't throw us off, but I feel like I feel like they don't want to cast the same people Ah, in multiple roles. It'd be perfect though. So I don't know. I don't know. Um what about the uh Poe and Finn series? Um I don't need a buddy cop series i want them to be lovers fuck that (laughs) let's go that way star wars come on man come on that's rose's squeeze you don't know that for sure i don't know that for sure but come on who do you think uh finn ends up with do you think it's gonna be rose yeah because i ray's gonna go the whole jedi purist way you know so oh so boring (laughs) god damn it lucas Even I don't know why they had to be warrior monks. Why did Lucas have to do that? <laughs> Whatever. Warrior monks that steal your children. <laughs> or kill them. <laughs> your Anakin. I guess. So, but anyway. Um, I- I'm going to have to say Leia. That's probably the series I'm most interested in. I feel in. like that's the easiest one to do. Yeah. But I feel like it's an... I don't know. I think it'd be the most interesting to see where they would go with it. Um, I... <sighs> The Knights of Ren could be cool, depending on what they do with them, mm-hmm. you know, with the next movie. Um, or, like I said, like I said, the Lando. You know, I mean, that would, like, I don't know, itch that, you know, or scratch that itch, if you will, mm-hmm. of, you know, what we want, you know, from a sequel. Donald so, Glover and... Um, yeah, can you get Donald Glover, though, to agree to it? I think he'd agree to it. You know, I mean, they'll throw him. I mean, they have all the mm-hmm. money, so they'll throw him plenty of money, but... That's quite a, co- a commitment for him. So it's a big character, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but he, did he get any backlash from the from his betrayal? No, I think, I think everyone was sold funny on. Funny enough, him. people were sold on him the most. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, good for Star Wars and everything. Like I said, I just don't want them to spread themselves too thin. Mm. But there's plenty of stories to tell. You know. Hey, Lanty. Game of Thrones is coming to an end. This is Disney service is going to get all the money. <laughs> yeah with stuff like this coming out absolutely absolutely i mean they already had my money i'm just waiting for them to like you know for us to be able to like subscribe to mm-hmm. it so um but yeah and that do we know do we have a, a date yet for the actual service dropping there is a date i believe i think it i i kept on hearing like right like third quarter or sometime in fall i don't know uh, they're saying uh, November 8th. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Never mind. Late 2019. So later this year. Okay. I wonder if it'd be like right before, you know, episode 9. They go that route. That or it'll be probably around um, D23. Oh, that makes sense. That They get to sense. show off all their stuff on stage and they're like, and you can subscribe today. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, my God. I feel like it's going to be so glitchy when it starts <laughs> off. Oh, it's going to crash day one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember when I ordered the WWE uh, network at first, it didn't work for like a week. Mm-hmm. 
because they just weren't ready for the demand. You know, so many people fucking subscribed right away. And why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. If you've been spending like $50, you know, for pay-per-views yeah. every fucking month. <laughs> that was an exciting part of that. Yes. It's like, yes. hey, you nine ninety nine. And for... now you're, you're telling me I can have all of the pay-per-views, <laughs> you know, you know, and all the past pay-per-views on top of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's going to be super glitchy, but I will definitely have it the first day. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, moving on. We got some Avatar 2 news. Um, Christian, are you a big Avatar fan? I'm not a big Avatar fan. Yeah. I did enjoy it when it came out, mm-hmm. but I didn't get the hype like everyone else. I did see it way later than when it first came out. Like I think I saw it a whole year after it came out. It was still running in theaters, by the way, because people fucking love that movie. I don't but I feel like... It hasn't aged well or something. Like, I don't feel like there's that fandom out there. No, because, I mean, when you have things that are built in CG, and I mean, we'll talk a lot of CG later, um, you know, we are continuing to advance, and we're going to continue to... Like, even old Marvel movies are starting to just look outdated because they're just using the best mm-hmm. that they had at that time. Yeah. But it's quickly... I mean, we are growing like this for yes. fucking CGI. Yeah. So... I don't know, man. But do you, I mean, if the story, to me, if the story's strong enough, the movie mm. should carry on, you know, it, it should hold up at least. Um, I just don't feel that way about Avatar. Like, I never see, you never see someone walking around with a fucking Avatar shirt no. on, you know. I mean, if I don't you think you do, there's... you throw a tomato at them. So yeah. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bizarre question. <laughs> you are a jerk. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I never think of that movie. I just don't feel like it has that following. Mm. So, I mean, the fact, because I know it's not just, like, Avatar 2. Like, he's got, like, three of these things coming out at once. Like, he's shooting a bunch at the mm. same time. Oh, it's all back to back to back. And I can't imagine what that's going to be like if any of these flop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because if, like, 2 doesn't do well, mm-hmm. like, that, I mean, that's a death knell for, you know, the rest of the sequels, I feel like. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um. So, but, yeah, we're hearing that, you know... We're basically going to get, like, a, a time jump happening mm-hmm. here, which only makes sense. Um, a vast majority of the characters... Um, well, it seems like a vast majority of, like, the runtime of the film um, is, you know, done with, like, the CGI. Like, he has to go through and, like, do the actual, like, live-action part of the film now. So, okay. yeah. So, what he's saying is, you know, he seems... To be annoyed with, of course, because he's a bitter old man <laughs> at this point. Um, I'm still pissed off about his Wonder Woman comments. I don't know if you could tell. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the first sequel is going to take place years after the original film. Um, and it's going to face, um, t- it's going to center around uh, the main characters. Yeah, Jake and the Teary. Uh-huh. Um, and their eight-year-old daughter. So I don't know if I want to see the story. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> well, when it's focusing around a marital dispute between yes. the two of them, and it's how it's affecting the eight-year-old daughter, uh-huh. like that's not what sold me on the first Avatar. No, that's no. what not, that's not what anyone would. Seems like a very special for. episode of like Family Ties exactly. or something like that. Like what the fuck? You is picked this? the perfect show too. I was like, what kind of Sunday special? Yeah, like what, <laughs> what are you doing, James? Come on now. We want to see things blow up. Like, I, I don't want to see fucking a spat. You know? I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. So, 
I mean, if you're a big Avatar fan, more power to you. Uh You probably suck, but whatever. (laughs) I just don't, I don't see anyone. There's no Avatar toys out there, you know? Oh, there will be. Well, yes, want these, but I'm saying like now, like they, they, there's no shelf presence. Mm -hmm. Like, cause you can tell like how hardcore fandom is, you know, by like the amount of merchandise out there. There's no Avatar merch out there. They're still planning, like, a whole um, Avatar, like, I think, attachment to Universal Studios and everything. That's supposed to be a deep cut on it. And I'm talking toys, Christian. God damn it. I know. I'm talking we're, we're past toys now, Damon. <laughs> we're talking other things. I'm just saying. There's no... You don't see people walking around with fucking shirts on. No. You know, so I'm just saying. That I don't... I just don't... See. I will be surprised that these movies do as well as they think. Mm-hmm. So... And maybe I'm completely wrong and they destroy the box office. I get annoyed every time like there's a big movie out and they go through like, you know, the, you know, biggest like blockbusters list, you know, the top like five or ten. And the Avatar is always up there. Always annoys the shit out of me. Son of a bitch. Yes. Oh, and he loves it. (laughs) You know, he loves it. Mm. You know, he sits there with a cigar smoking, you know this like t2 hat on or something <laughs> stupid like that whatever <laughs> let's move on <laughs> now i sound like the bitter old man all right uh the defenders will return maybe yes. uh marvel television president Je- jeff Loeb has said that it's going to bring it back to fucking whatever service that they might bring it to. Well, I, yeah, he just kind of left it open. <laughs> he quoted, like, Matt but Murdock's I feel like dad Jeff... in a letter and then, like, you know, said to be continued, mm. basically. I feel like Loeb's been saying a lot of things, though, lately. This is the first time it felt like they were trying to counter, you know, Netflix's announcements, though. Because mm. Netflix announced, which was no big surprise to anyone, that Punisher and Jessica Jones are now canceled. Yes. So, um, this is the first time they announced one of the series being canceled before their final season, though. Um, so, but that day, Jeff Loeb put this out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it definitely felt like some counter, like, you know, PR work, um, which I understand. It's just the first time Marvel made a point to do that. And, like, you know, we talked about last podcast where, you know, there were rumors that possibly you know, all the Marvel Netflix show could end up being over on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if... Which know, makes perfect that's them. sense. Yes, it makes perfect sense. I just don't know. I think maybe it's more of a, you know, like the whole like legality of everything, like how those contracts work. It's also interesting because Umbrella Academy is getting tons of great buzz. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is showing that maybe they can still, you know, get like more indie products and everything like that and build shows off of that and they don't need Marvel. No, absolutely. Need... There's tons there's you tons know. of great material out there. Mm-hmm. So I agree that they don't because you know they they're not going to be able to use DC's material. You know, DC's going to save it for their own streaming service. Yeah. It's just going to we're just going to have tons of fucking streaming services now. It's just going to be, you know, everyone paying like $8 to all mm. these different companies. It's going to get annoying. Yeah, but I could have told you that eight years ago. You know? I know. I, I said, know. this is where this is going. I know. But eight years ago, you were like 15. So I would <laughs> I would be like, shut up, kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I agree. You know, it definitely, it just, I don't know, man. It just, I, maybe I'm just old, you know. 
I, I just have a hard time like dealing with all these different services. Like right now I'm annoyed. I've got like four. It's it's just what life is like without cable. Just pull like you're paying. I still these... have it. I still have DirecTV. <laughs> but you're paying extra for all and those I different channels amount. Different... Exactly. For, you know. So imagine that think, same concept, but for streaming. Do you think DirecTV somehow, or like the cable services somehow cave, like, you know, and start like, I don't know, offering different services or like these services, like as part of their packages? Well, I already see that with like Xfinity, like with the X1 series and everything that's out, they have definitely made everything look way more like fucking Netflix mm-hmm. as a, an entire service. Okay. And... The fact that more, like, DirecTV, Dish, everyone has their own, like, hey, you can watch all your shit on the go. Yes, yeah. And they have that DirecTV is on demand. Exactly. Right now. So, I'm just wondering if they somehow, like, enter a deal with, like, some of these streaming services Mm. where they can kind of feature them, you know, as part of their packages. It would be smart to have it be like, hey, use our service as the hub that gets you all these other services. Yeah, because so many people are cutting, you mm-hmm. know, the cord now, and it really does feel like, you know, they're on the way out. I know? tell you, that's why... Why am I going to pay $150 mm-hmm. a That's month? why I got, like, um, VRV, which was, like, had, like, five different anime services mm-hmm. all in one. You oh, know, so it's just... like a hub that exactly. collects all these different... Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the future right mm-hmm. there. It only makes sense because you want the convenience of everything being on one thing where I don't exactly. have to like go. That's the that's one thing that annoys me is like having to switch between these different services. But if everything's like collected underneath like an umbrella, you know, I could do that. So um, that would make sense where it's like a package deal or something like that. You know, not that I'd ever see like Marvel and DC you know, <laughs> packaged up together, but mm. I guess it's doable. So it's all about convenience. I'm old, like I said. So. <laughs> But it's good news, you know, obviously they're trying to float some things mm-hmm. out there, you know, I mean, I just, I just started watching Punisher, you know, this week, finally, okay. and, you know, I'm enjoying it so far, um, but it is, there's like this dark cloud over it, you know, mm-hmm. completely, just because of knowing that this might be the I last I see of this, Daredevil. like, world, mm-hmm. you know. Same with Daredevil, I love that season, but there was this, like, I don't know, this whole, like, you know, dark cloud, you know. Just the entire time, me thinking, okay, well, this might be the last time I'm hanging out with these characters in this universe, unfortunately. You know, this version of this universe, which is just kind of disappointing. Now, if Loeb wants to come out and tell me they're going to keep the same actors and actresses, Mm -hmm. then I'm fucking 100% on board with whatever they want to do. I think they would try if they are going to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, I could definitely, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like they would definitely try their best. You know, unless, you know, they want to hand it to, you know, Foggy and he wants to do his own thing, which yeah. I wouldn't be against either because God knows I trust him. He deserves all the trust mm-hmm. <laughs> he can warrant right now. So, and I wouldn't mind like a new Avengers on big screen, you know, what do you mean? Like you have, uh, oh, like some of those characters, yes. not, like actually seeing them like on the big screen. Or like a big... Get that, no, I mean, actually have the fucking new Avengers on the big screen. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, Bendis is like new yes. Avengers on the big screen. I gotcha. That would be fantastic. That would be great. But I feel like he would cast his own actors then. 
You know, I, I yeah. don't feel like you'd be using Charlie Cox and no. stuff. <laughs> Which she'd be great, though. I, mm. I mean, it's unfortunate. but oh, I man, just Charlie Cox see. is going to be Batman. I feel like Faki's got a little <laughs> McMahon in him, where if he didn't, like, make it or, like, produce it, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> so that's just how I feel right now. That's just the wrestling fan in me, though. Mm. So, um, Next up, we got our first look at Creepshow. So I don't even know if we talked about Creepshow um, getting getting its own like TV uh, show. I don't know, but he's going to be in the headline this week. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> Creepshow because I mean we've had so many announcements about mm-hmm. like TV series. I think especially this was announced a little. Yes, um, I think this was announced a couple months back. So uh, Greg Nicotero is helming this, um, and we got our first image of the creep. So and this is going to be on Shutter TV. Mm-hmm. I love Creepshow. So I'm really excited for this series. It's, I mean, and I if it's a TV series, I mean, I'm sure they're going to go strict like anthology, like the movies and everything like that. So, I mean, that should be fun, you know. And mm-hmm. we got the first trailer for another anthology series um, today. We got the Twilight Zone trailer. Yes. Um, what were your thoughts on it? It looks like it's going to be a decent show, but... I don't know. I wasn't sold on it. Really? Just I paused yet. for every second of it. I loved it. I loved all the like Easter eggs that they had. I don't even know if you could really call them Easter eggs because I don't know if they have anything to do with the plot. Mm-hmm. But just all the kind of like throwbacks to like the original series and everything like that. We had like the mystical like seer box and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like when the alien creatures were like washed up on a beach or something. I mean, there were a lot of little like, you know, cool like Easter eggs throughout the whole thing. But they got some great actors. I mean, I... I didn't know they had Tracy fucking Morgan in the yeah. damn thing. <laughs> Just feels like it's going to be fun, mm. you know. And I don't know. I pop for that music every time I hear it. You know, I get oh, chills. I, I mean, I love Twilight, though. I just, I don't know. It didn't hit my nostalgia button yet. That's fine. That's fine. I trust Jordan Peele, too. Mm. And I, I think one of the reasons why I'm so, like, you know, I don't know, hyped for the show is just because of Jordan Peele's name being attached to it because like god knows we've had twilight zone series you know as recent as like 10 years ago i think mm-hmm. it was like with like forrest whitaker is like the host or something on like upn yeah it was i weird. believe yeah yeah i never got into <laughs> that i definitely wasn't that excited for those shows um but god knows like every like new year's you know day like i would watch the shit out of that like um sci-fi marathon you know mm-hmm. twilight zone you know, I sat through that thing, you know, hung over, but I would sit there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great show, you know. I'm wondering if they're going to be doing a lot of, like, reimagining of those, like, original episodes, or if they're going to do their own thing. I kind of hope they do more of their own thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe here and there, mm-hmm. you know, kind of retool some of those, like, original concepts. But, yeah, I want them to tell their own stories. I'm sure, like, a, a creator like Jordan Peele is going to mm-hmm. want to tell his own stories, too. So, um... But what a great show. God damn it. <laughs> so we're hearing rumors right now that Disney, and we've got a lot of Disney news, as always, but uh, Disney is interested in doing a Nightmare Before Christmas sequel or live action remake. Which I mean, would you prefer, Christian? When I saw this, I, just, I wasn't interested in a sequel. So I think I was more interested in what they would do with a live action remake of Nightmare Before Christmas. Would you have Tim Burton direct it? Only if he takes he you know he puts his love into it. I think he would though because that's his baby. So I mean I don't see any way that he wouldn't. Now I know a lot of people have fallen out of love with Tim Burton <laughs> recently. 
he's kind of hit a rough patch, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I mean, no one's a bigger fan of Tim Burton than me, but I can definitely, you know, I understand why people feel that way. You know, he's just not made the best choices career-wise. Um, it just feels like he's in this, like, rut of, like, doing all these, like, remakes and, you know, reimagining like all these movies mm. that I never wanted to see him do. So it's just a weird, just a weird career path that he's gone down. Um, <coughs> but I think I'd be interested in, for me, I would be interested to see his take on a sequel. I don't know if I want to see anyone else do a sequel. Um, live action wise. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to see them retell the same story again. You know, I'm not a huge fan of all the live action like remakes that they're yeah, just doing. Beauty and the Beast made enough money to fund these films for the rest of Well, the they time. already had enough money. Yeah, that's you what know. I'm just saying. Like, this is why. <laughs> and Nightmare Before Christmas them. is such a huge, you know, mm-hmm. classic at this point. Um, you know, they're going to get their money back regardless. So, um, now, I. But imagine if you had a director like Guillermo del Toro behind it and you had more practical effects rather than CG. I would love it. I just don't know, you know. And like I said, Disney, like Tim Burton, might not have any control whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, D- Disney would just totally, you know, give him the middle finger and say, "Screw you, we're doing what we want." <laughs> um, I mean, you say Tim Burton, I'm immediately thinking Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter being the like main characters in this film. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm those I'm are his over, go-to, right? I'm over it. Yes, I agree. With that. <laughs> I agree with that 100. percent Now they're not in Dumbo. They're not in Dumbo. True, so, but I have zero interest to see. Dumbo. No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand this <laughs> career path that he's on right now. Um, but yeah, um, I, I don't know. I I would be. I would love to see just you know them going claymation again, stop motion, and just get a sequel, like a straight sequel to the show, to the movie. I I don't know where they would go story wise, but I think that'd be fun. I probably Easter. Oh God, I want that. <laughs> that just feels so sacrilegious, too. I mean, I would, I would pop for it, but I don't know. I don't know if the, the rest of the viewing public would enjoy that. So, mm. um, like dancing Jesuses and stuff like that. You know, dressed up like the Easter Bunny. Yeah, you get messed up real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Tim Burton mixing with Easter. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I would. I think I want to see a direct sequel. You know, that's just me, though. I just don't want to see the same story again with, like, a live action. They're going to say it's live action, but it's really just going to be all CGI. So I feel like it's not really live action. We talked about this with Lion King, mm. right? So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Or just leave it alone. You know. It's not <laughs> I watch it every year. I do. Around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's great because it works as a Christmas movie also. I saw it when it first came out in theater. You know, I'm a big fan. I really enjoy it, you know. So it's not just for 13-year-olds, emo girls, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I love it. Are you a fan of it? I'm not like everyone else. When it, when it to it. You can say that again, Christian. What? <laughs> You're not like everybody else. I'm not like everyone nah. else. <laughs> no, I, 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 I like it, but I'm not in love with it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I really did. Um, you know, I have the soundtrack. I don't mm. know. I'm a fan, so um, I just don't want them to fuck it up. So if they do a direct sequel, I mean, Tim Burton has to have part, like has to mm. take part in it. He really does. So you got to bring back like Danny Elfman and everything, you know, for the soundtrack. I mean, the score. So 
I just can't imagine anyone else, like, you know, in that kitchen. <laughs> so. It wouldn't hurt to see someone else in the kitchen. Then just do a different movie, then. They don't want to do different movies. They want to use properties <laughs> that they have that they know make money. I feel like that movie's too attached to, like, Tim Burton for someone else to come in. And the guy's still making movies, and he still has, like, a, a career with Disney, so... It'd make no sense for them to go a different route. You know, unless they, like, bring someone else with a different vision in that can sell Tim Burton on it. He, you know, he gives them their blessing. I don't know, man. I just don't want to see it. You know, even with, like, it's kind of like with, like, Hellboy and Del Toro, you know? I felt like he had more to do. Like, you know, there's a third movie out there, you know, and that we're not getting Do you feel like Burton has more to do with Hmm? Nightmare, though? Do I feel like what? He had another story to do with Nightmare? Oh, apparently not. I mean, it's like, how many years later? <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure if they offer him enough money, he'll come up with one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't know. What's, what's Bloomhouse up to? Bloomhouse wants to <laughs> bring back my childhood and give me more horror movie franchises that I love, which yes. I'm fine with. Uh, they're talking about uh, bringing back Hellraiser, possibly, and the Scream franchise. Um, I'd be fine with both of these. So, um, I'd, I'd prefer just... a better scream. Yes, I agree <laughs> with that. Um, I really only like the first one and exactly. some of the second one. Um, I'm not a fan. The fourth one I hated, and the third one. So yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I think I kind of like the first one, and then the rest just. Oh, I like the first one. I really did. Like, I enjoyed the first one. I really did. Um, it was so different for the time. I'm sure by the time you saw the first one, it felt like yeah. every other fucking movie. And there's already been parodies. Yes. And... Yes. <laughs> yes. It was so different for the time and everything. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah. I mean, and I feel like there's enough, like, you know, I don't know. There's enough to say where you could do, like, you know, a remake of that movie again. And like, you know you know, be meta and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of you know, take on the horror franchise, you know, horror industry, if you will. Um, you know, so, um, but yeah, I, it definitely lost some of its charm after the second film. I agree with that. But Hellraiser, I mean, that right there, I mean, I can't imagine what they would do with Hellraiser. That'd be so fun. Um, I, and Hellraiser, you know, that's another horror property that I'm surprised hasn't been like rumored for a series. Cause I feel like that would work as a series. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I would I would love to see it, but they would have to go like hard R mm. with it. Like it's got to live up to what they you know had on screen, you know, back in the day. Because those movies fucked me up, man. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. Well, know? that's why I want. <laughs> I kind of want it to have a bigger budget than what Bloomhouse usually gives their films. I don't think they need to have a huge budget. Though. I s- Do you think that they will? Give it enough love where it has the right amount of practical effects. Because, I mean, and... are you under the impression that, like, the original Hellraiser had, like, a huge budget? No, but I imagine to make it look quality, like a quality remake or new version, uh-huh. I feel like it needs some money. Well, to do practical effects. Exactly. They would definitely have to utilize practical effects. And that is more costly. But, I mean, like I said, if they do, like, kind of a perfect marriage between practical effects and CGI... You know, I feel like it could work. Um, but, you know, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, I feel like Bloomhouse, they at least respect the material. You know, um, 
you know, they're, they're, I guess they're struggling right now to get a Halloween sequel off the ground, which I was surprised, like, like after opening, like, weekend, like, as successful as it was, that that announcement didn't come out, like, that Monday. Because <laughs> usually that's how it works. Yes. Um, absolutely. So I don't know if, you know, you know, the, the, the producers who own Halloween right now are playing hardball with them. But for some reason, it just seems like, you know, they're kind of at a standstill. Um, which is unfortunate. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're holding out for. You know, it's just, it must be more money. Yeah, I was about to say, it's, it's, it's more money, money, Damon. It's money. <laughs> <laughs> Those greedy bastards. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he said that he's definitely interested in doing it. Um, it's something that's in discussion. Um, you know, it's not, you know, anything that they're in like pre-production or anything like that, but it sounds like the ball's kind of started rolling up with it. Um, and he's definitely open to it. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool, you know, cause I mean, for a while, you know, the Emma Bloom house is like, do we're like starting these original, like, you know, features and like these new franchises. So it's nice that he's kind of going back and revitalizing, mm-hmm. you know, some great ones. So, uh, um, but moving on, uh, we are going to get ourselves our very own Hulk Hogan biopic by Netflix. And it's going to star the god of Thunderlips himself, Chris Hemingway. How do you feel, Christian? Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, this isn't uh, going to be like span his whole life. I'm no. guessing they're going to kind of concentrate on like his heyday, mm. you know, um, who do you cast as the Iron Sheik? That's what I want. Oh, now and now, funny <laughs> enough too, the Iron yes. Sheik, the real Iron Sheik, has already come out and challenged Chris Hemsworth to a match. Do you just cast him anyway? Huh? Oh, that'd be horrible. He can't move. <laughs> I think it was the the uh, I think it was WrestleMania seventeen. Was it seventeen that had the gimmick battle royal? They basically had to have the Iron Sheik win the fucking thing. Because he couldn't get out of the ring. So. <laughs> so she had to go over. So, I mean. And that was how many years ago? So, yeah. No. I have no idea who the fuck you would cast. I don't know either. Sheep. My God. But it'll be fun. It would be fun. I I, I don't know, man. I'm excited well, for this okay. project. When do you think. Hemsworth think... is going to have to, like. I don't know. He's going to have to bulk up, though. Like, he's muscular, but yes. he's not like Hogan. Hogan was, like, barrel-chested. So that's going to be jarring. Do you think he fucking wears a bald cap? I think he has. Oh, that's going to be hilarious. Because his hair's never been <laughs> Dude, full enough. I'm excited about this movie. Um, what, When do you think this film ends? What point in his career do you think it stops at? WrestleMania 3, when he body slams on good. I think that's where it should end. Makes sense. I think that's the pinnacle Hogan moment. Mm-hmm. So just end it right there. Um, See, I was thinking maybe uh, Mega Powers collide. Mm, I could see that, but I feel like the big moment is you know Hogan slamming Andre, so he can end that mm-hmm. that note, and you know, and maybe leave it open to a sequel. You know, like I don't want to see the WCW days. <laughs> I don't want to see you know NWO Hogan with a sprayed on beard. Like, I gotta I, say that for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is gonna do well, though. This is actually gonna be directed by Todd Phillips. Huh. Yeah, right? See? I'm piquing your interest now. I'm curious. 
Uh-huh. It's on my. I, I own this. I'm not own, but I have a subscription. So it's not like <laughs> that'd I'm be something. More. That'd be big news if you yes. owned Netflix. <laughs> what am I doing? What on are you doing here? <laughs> well, why aren't you buying me some fucking toys, man? <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I'm excited for this. Obviously, who do you think they cast as Vince McMahon? McMahon has his own biopic coming out. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it, but I know that I think Bradley Cooper was like attached to it or something at one point. So there's a lot of wrestling shit. I can see Bradley Cooper playing Vince, a young Vince. Oh, that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. Just the voice alone. (laughs) I feel like you could capture that voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, But yeah, no. So, I mean, Hogan's on its way, man. That's awesome, though. (laughs) I can't picture fucking Chris Chris Helmsworth as like Hogan, though. But I couldn't picture anyone as Hogan. You know what I'm saying? Hogan, yeah, it's hard. Yo, he's gonna have to bulk up, which is hilarious to say, because that guy's like at least like 230 pounds of solid fucking muscle. Mm -hmm. But Hogan back then was like at least like 280, you know, just brawn. So, I don't know. That's gonna be jarring. It's just gonna feel like bad cosplay. I'm scared. You know? Who plays Andre the Giant? That's another good question. <laughs> I don't know. Do you just CGI uh, Andre? I guess. <laughs> Do you throw Braun Strowman down there? Like, who's big Such enough? a different oh, wait. body type, though. Um, big Show. Or is he too old at this point? You put, like, a wig on Big Show, yeah. and... I don't know, man. That's gonna be hard. <laughs> Just go CGI. That'd be great. <laughs> Just go straight CGI. It's Chris Hemsworth in a bald cap wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> a CGI yes. character. Yes. Someone in mocap. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, because that, that's that's even harder casting than fucking Iron Sheik. What about Oscar Isaacs as Iron Sheik? If he bulked up a bit, I could see it. <laughs> it It'd be work. interesting. I think you could pull it off. <laughs> I think he could do the accent definitely. That'd be fun. I, I'm 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 excited for this movie now. <laughs> Just to see what they do with it. Exactly. I, I think can't even like imagine it right now. I can't. I can't put my head around it. Oh, I can already picture the trailer though, where it's just fading in and out, and it's slowly the intro to his I am exactly. A real American. <laughs> oh yeah. And they got to recreate that video, the entrance video, and everything. They got to go the full nine yes. yards. God damn it! All right. I hope I hope it doesn't do that cheap shit where they use like, oh, it's video of actual Hogan. No, they need to recreate. No, everything. 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 It'd be so much fun. Even like the rock and wrestling show and everything. Mm. Reanimate that. Oh man, what a great time to be alive. <laughs> All right, so last week we were talking about a uh, possible Alien series. There was yes. actually two rumored series coming out on Hulu. So this week we got the news that there actually is going to be a R-rated version of um, Alien Isolation? Yes, uh, the video game, which is an awesome game where you pretty much are being stalked by the alien throughout the entire game. Your entire experience is just being chased. And this is following Ripley's daughter? Yes. Okay. All right. it, it, and that had a huge following, I guess? Because they're doing... Not only they're doing a series, um, they're also doing a comic book um, and another game. Hmm. I mean, it's regarded as a really 
it, it was like a slow burner, I would say. Like, okay. it started off where it's like, a couple people are saying this is really fucking good, and then it got bigger over yes. time. So there's going to be a mobile game called Alien Blackout. Yeah, fuck um, games. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so I take it back. It's not a, a real game, if you will. But then um, they're also doing, like, a big comic book run. Okay. For it, so. And then the uh, series is supposed to be seven episodes. Um, but there, I don't know if it's on, if it's you know, one of the Hulu series that they were rumoring around, because they're also talking about it possibly being on, like, the website, too. Hmm. So, I'm not sure. So, they give it the love stuff that, coming uh, out. I think it's the 40th anniversary, though. They give it the love that Netflix gave Castlevania? I'm kind I'm hundred. Are you a big board. fan of the Castlevania uh, show? show? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The show was fucking good. Because I heard, I had some friends, like, give it kind of mixed reviews, but you enjoy it. I like it. Really? Okay. I think it's... I, I've been looking for something that deals with more vampires, werewolves, and all that kind of shit mm-hmm. um, in that type of setting, and I just this is the best thing out there at the moment. Really? I would say. I love the original game. So, <laughs> <laughs> If you love the concepts of the game, it's it's pretty much... I'll have to check it out. Is, how many seasons are they into it? There are only two. There are only two? Okay. Um, the first season's only three episodes, so... I've got so much shit to watch right now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like I said, I haven't even, like you know, cracked Punisher at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, but okay. So we got an alien show coming out, you know, a definite alien show coming out. Um, would you like to see this like as a, like a live action series? Though? Um, I mean, was the I character like that see, strong? I'd like to see a live action alien right now. Cause I feel like we haven't gotten it. Okay. Like the movies haven't done no, justice or no, anything lately fuck those movies so a live action series on netflix or hulu for alien that's rated r that it goes the mile i Why think not? that'd be interesting and it's a character that if done right it's just stalking in the background you don't have to show too much mm-hmm. you know you just see it attack every once Can in a while carry a whole series though if that, you're that dealing the premise like it's it being a strong movie i don't but know a series like that i think I think it can handle being a, like, if you play around with them discovering what's going on with the aliens, you can do a lot of story elements to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of, like, a lot of stuff that happened in the game was, like, she's, like, retracing and rediscovering a lot of stuff that happened with um, her mom and what happened in the past. Because, okay. like, they're, so like, they're like finding out a what... Mystery. She yeah, there's still a mystery. Either. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because, yeah, like I said, I know nothing about this character. Mm. So, Amanda Ripley is her name. So, um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I love Alien, so give me more, as long as it's not, like, fucking in the vein of, like, Prometheus or whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, would, here, yeah. I know this is a weird question, but not weird, but would you watch a Halloween series? I don't know. It would depend on the protagonist. Like, how mm. strong the protagonist be? Like, are we following, like, a young, like, Dr. Loomis? Because um, in my mind, I'm, it'd I'm just... It'd be hard to pull off. So, you would have to have some really strong protagonists to carry it. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like Michael, like, as a character, strong No, enough. but that's that's the thing. I don't think you follow the villain. You follow, like, no. it's a group of teens but that are living in a saying. town. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know? You'd have to have strong protagonists that you actually care about, mm-hmm. um, you know, to carry the series. Um, and then I don't know how long-term that series could possibly be. Like, I can't see it going multiple seasons. 
you know. You um, could do anthology. He's just in a new town each time. He's got to be Hannahville Christian. Don't be crazy. <laughs> you know, I know in H2O he ends up in, like, California or something <laughs> weird, you know, but whatever. Um, I could almost see it. I could see a Friday the 13th series working better just because you have the whole idea of like campgrounds mm-hmm. so you have this like influx of like new characters you know where like one season's just you know that summer you know i feel like that would like really like lend itself mm-hmm. to a series more so than halloween because then you basically have to have like michael breaking out every halloween you know because once again it's kind of handcuffed by the idea of halloween mm-hmm. too you know <laughs> Um, so you'd have to have Michael breaking out like every couple years on Halloween for it to work. So, yeah, but that's a good question. <laughs> you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think we talked about it before. Yes. I feel like that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect as a series. Because it's all about his family anyway, you know. So, um, but anyway, speaking of horror series, um, we got news this morning and we're, uh, recording this on Thursday. That um, Netflix um, is going to be uh, doing a sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. So it's going to be moving on. I guess it's not a sequel. I guess it's a second season. But it's going to be an uh, anthology series now, which I think everyone kind of saw mm-hmm. you know, coming. Very much like American Horror Story. Yeah. So, um, But this one is going to be based around um, the book The Haunting of Bile Manor. Um, just like, you know, this past series was um, based around The Haunting of Hill House. Um, this is going to be diving into another, like, classic, you know, haunted house, you know, mm. novel. So, and it's, once again, um, Mike Flanagan's behind it and everything. Um, I can't say enough about the show. If you've not checked out the show yet, definitely, you know, go ahead and binge. Because it is a fantastic series. Um so I'm on board. I'm really excited for this. Um, it's going to premiere in 2020. So so they've already started work on it, obviously. So, all right, man. That's going to do it for the news. Yes. All right. And now, our feature presentation. So, Christian, I heard you saw this little independent $200 million <laughs> <laughs> movie over the weekend. Yeah. It was produced, produced by, by some, guy, some guy, some no-name James Cameron. Yeah. Uh, what would that movie be? <laughs> uh, Alita Battle Angel. All right, man. Let's uh, hear about it. It's about a deactivated female cyborg is revived, but cannot remember anything of her past life and goes on a quest to find out who she is. Okay. All right. Uh, this what movie, is this based off of? It's based off a of manga from the 90s. Now, Magma, Magma, am I saying it right? Manga. Manga, Magma. (laughs) (laughs) That's like pure, like, is that like a comic? Yeah, it's a comic. Okay, so there's never been like an actual like anime. No, not that I've seen. An anime just refers to animation. Yes. Okay. Just just think of anime cartoon. Yes. That's pretty much what I was doing. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So this is only a book. Okay. But a very popular one. Yes. Okay. Um, this movie blew me away. I, I went in with pretty like you know, I I know it's gonna be look fantastic and everything, but I don't know if it's gonna be good or not. Yeah, the trailers looked fantastic. Yes, I was worried with Rotten Tomatoes ripping it apart, <laughs> uh, giving it like a sixty-three. I think was the highest for a little while. So that's the critical reviews yes. was like sixty. Okay. But uh, audience reviews have been ninety-three and up. 
mm-hmm. this entire time. So it's, I feel like critics have been a bit harsh on this film. Um, I do agree with what they're saying with this movie introduces a lot of themes where it's, you know, what does it mean to be human? Um, the relationships between humans and robots, um, you know, stuff that's always on my mind. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's stuff that you would naturally think of when you think cyborg dystopian future type film, Uh but it never goes far into those concepts whatsoever. So it just kind of skims the surface. Yes. Okay. But at the same time, this movie feels like an entry point into something that they want to build upon. Like a bigger story. Yes. You know, perhaps a franchise, if you will. Yeah, it, it totally sets up for a franchise. I'm sure it does. By the end. <laughs> yeah. People like money. But at the same time, as a as an action movie goer, goddamn was this fun to watch. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I mean, some people might say she could be almost too overpowered throughout this film. Like, she doesn't lose a single fight. And I, I'm sorry if that's a bit of a spoiler, but she does not lose a single fight. Even when she's down on her luck. Like... She gets her body at one point, like, torn to shreds. Mm-hmm. And she still, with one arm, pushes herself up and fucking eye gouges the guy out. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, did that, like, lack of, like, adversity, like, no, because hinder the movie at all? Or the story at all? While watching it, I never saw this shit coming. Okay. Like, every moment where she gets into a hardship, I'm thinking... Oh, well, she might fail here. You know, this is the point where yeah. the hero eventually has to learn to come back. But at every time, I'm like, oh, fuck, that was so badass. <laughs> so just the badassery yes. just overcomes. Surpass that. The storytelling. I, I tell you, there are so many moments in this film where I was like, oh, fuck, you just messed up when some character approached her. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I mean, she's the biggest threat in this entire movie. Yes. Um, she is a alien robot, I guess. Um, in the past they had this big war between Earth and whoever was living on Mars. And the Martians, um, created this, like, cyborg robot to fight back. And she was, like, the most advanced version. Of course, she doesn't know, like, what her past was. And Does she through ever combat, discover she her, learns, like, yeah, Through her combat, history. she learns a little bit more. And more about herself. Okay. And eventually she finds this like other body of hers that she can use. Now how was like the, it seems like they're going for like a father-daughter kind of relationship between her and uh, Kristoff. Um. How, how did that play out? It's, it's fine. I would say, here, that, that's another critique I have for this film. Okay. This film feels like it's in one week. Like, okay. Like literally like, it feels like you're just going day, 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 day. Now, obviously, more time has to be passing by, because otherwise these relationships make no sense if it's all in one week. Okay, so they just kind of, like, leave the audience to fill in the blanks a yes. lot with the relationships? I think, well, I just think the passage of time didn't, like, it wasn't very well done where it comes to that, where it's like, I understand, like, she wakes up the next day and um, he's immediately already trying to treat her like it's his daughter and stuff like that but does he seem like desperate at all like what's his like deal his motivation is that he had a daughter that died of course he's gonna immediately put his father instincts into someone else you know yeah when they when they think you know is it explained before like um he discovers her or Mm. is that something you learn throughout it's something you learn you know eventually you find out that the body that he gave her 
was meant to be for his daughter who had been like um what's it called when you can't move your legs <laughs> a paraplegic yes was a paraplegic at the time and everything so um you know there's there's attachment there there's definitely a deeper story there mm-hmm. but i feel like it just touches on it it's once once again they can just like in the surface it's it's a concept that's there but it doesn't go deep enough to make you like you know that's just how a lot of this film is it it's just it's right there and it could be a little bit better if they just explored one of these concepts a little bit more but it never really gets too deep now is that kind of the style of like you know or a trope of like anime or manga like is that something well no because anime and manga usually they will go as deep as possible because they it's long form storytelling Okay. And, you know, because this is a singular film and they're probably taking, I don't know how much information from the manga and throwing it into one book or mm-hmm. one movie, I should say. Um, I have no idea, like, how many parts that they used and decided to skim out, you know? Okay. How much deeper these relationships could be. And, like, what they're, like, saving for mm-hmm. the sequel or whatever, you know? So, because you don't know, like, you know, the source material that yeah. well where you can say, okay, well, they did this well. You know where they missed out here, and um, maybe I'll go back and I'll do a second review later on if I if I read the manga. And like, what the fuck was this? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did with Ready that, Player like hardcore One. fans. Have you heard any kind of reaction from like you know big fans of like the original source material? No, for the most part, it seems to be the same. Just like it's all kind of jam packed in there, but it's still enjoyable for everyone. Okay, I haven't heard because a lot complaints. of I mean I know a lot of like anime fans. Are, when when they go live action mm. right like people are like they shit on it usually yes. like there aren't many like great live action adaptations of like you know that mm-hmm. you know material so um you know but you haven't seen that like no i haven't seen a huge here. backlash from it okay okay well, that's but good. it is a, it is a very it's an older material it's um something that was never in anime form so maybe it just doesn't have that big of a reach that way and but, Cameron, like, he's been, like, this has been, like, a passion project for him for a mm-hmm. while, so, um, and he, you know, spent a lot of money, you know, on this, or a lot of the studio's <laughs> money, if you will. But, I mean, Rodriguez did what he does best with action. He just, mm-hmm. he nailed every scene that he could possibly do. He always brings, like, a unique take. Mm-hmm. There's always something that you've never seen before, you know, with his action. He, he, you can tell it's him. You know, when he, which I feel like is like, like a compliment because, you know, he's such a signature, you know, directing style when it comes to like his action and everything, you know, from like Desperado to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even the fucking Spy Kids, you know, movies, it, it, they all like, you know, just are like almost like quirky for lack of a better yes. term, like they're the, the action style and everything, like but fun, mm-hmm. you know, he keeps it interesting. You know, it's not run of the mill. No, and something you see. He definitely fucking... uses a lot of like little anime tropes throughout this. Ah, uh-huh. like um, there's a moment where this big bad villain punches a hole in the ground and dives in, and I'm like, okay, this is the most anime thing I've ever seen. She's gonna, of course, chase after him into this hole. Mm. I'm like, oh, things just completely changed from this like typical action film to how it would be in a like show. So. Okay. <laughs> So, but over, I mean, so you really enjoy the film. I absolutely enjoy the film. I, I'm just afraid that it's not going to get a sequel because I feel like once again, and this is, I mean, this is almost what I said about Solo in a way where it's like, this is a really good movie, 
But it would be so much better with a long, drawn-out story that explains each piece that's going forward. So if this had a sequel or even two sequels, it would it would make this film fantastic, great, whereas it's, it's really fucking good. But it's a good first chapter. It's a good first chapter. Okay, like a good intro. Mm. To they like, like bigger. They end the story. movie pretty much, you know, um, to be continued. Showing, <laughs> yeah, showing the main villain. Oh wow! Of the series. So it's okay. Like, so it's very much like mm. Solo, and it's like an A lister, like Edward Norton as your main villain that you've been like hiding off screen for this entire film until the very end. So is that like the last scene? Yeah. So it like it, it's very much Solo then. Yes, where we get those the mole like exactly reveal. It was better than Solo. Don't don't take me saying that this is like Solo. <laughs> this is a much better film than Solo, but it's it definitely you saying, wanting more. Yeah, it absolutely, leaves which you is good. More. I mean, that's good. Um, it's doing okay box office wise. Mm. You know, I think it made what like you said like one hundred forty million. Yeah, around one hundred forty like million, and the budget's like between like forty million in the U.S. and then a hundred million out. Okay, so it's it's doing a lot better. Um, foreign market than it is American. Right Do you now. feel like this would have been served better to be like an actual series instead of a film? Or do you think it just like cost-wise it would just be too insane? I think, well, yeah, if it was to bring out like the same amount of um, CG work, it could never work as okay. a series, but Cause they've been if working you simpled it down years, right? and you made it a Netflix series, I'd still watch it. Mm-hmm. But I, they'd have to scale it down. Yeah. Just, you know, I guess... You're wise. sacrificing visuals for story at that point. I mean, now don't get me wrong. We're hearing like you know Disney Plus, like what they're going to spend on the Star Wars series mm-hmm. and everything like that. It seems like these streaming services are willing to spend the money, but just time wise to do this kind of CGI work. Yeah, but those streaming services lot, I mean, are though that's based more around well, very well established things stories. that are happening. Yes, you know? they have a proven track record. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, maybe this catches on and they do that maybe they go like long-term tour like you know storytelling and then just you know go ahead and do kind of, some kind of series mm-hmm. or something like that but they might have to scale you know it down a little but it just feels like you know the kind of you know i don't know material that would definitely you know thrive mm-hmm. you know as a series opposed to you know a movie where like james cameron takes seven years to fight i mean jesus christ so how was uh rosa salazar's um performance Oh, absolutely outstanding. I mean, she handles being this weird character throughout the entire film. But I mean, visual-wise, I often forgot. Like, I had to keep reminding myself, this is a, this is a completely CG character as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is there on set, has full mocap on and everything. But still, like, there's plenty of moments. I think it's, you know, just looking at her eyes... That's the biggest reminder because they're just yeah. Otherwise, though, like because yeah. I had to do a double take when I saw the trailer, <laughs> and that's how it is throughout the entire film, Damon. Like it's not just her. Uh-huh. There are like eighty percent CG characters throughout the entire film. So that being said, like, how would you like? I mean, CG wise, is this some of the best CG work that you've seen? Absolutely. I mean, this out like outdoes some of what Marvel has done. That really? Is. Okay. And I mean. I feel like this will hold up for a while, at okay. least. Like, is it like setting like a new bar? Um, I mean, with Cameron attached to it, you feel like you know, obviously. Yeah, I, it's that his team does an absolutely beautiful job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when you a lot of times they do get compared with Marvel's work, mm-hmm. but I, what they've done with this film in general is just above above and beyond. Above and beyond yes. Okay. All right. Um, any other performances that really like stand out to you? Um, how is Jennifer Connelly? She has a really small role in the film. Uh, she is uh, Christoph Waltz, like divorcee, okay. pretty much. Um, she she has like a turn of hearts type of role, you know, mm. where she's helping out the bad guys, but then she you know sees the light at a certain point. Okay. Um, and then you would also think that you'd get a lot more out of um, our villain, which was uh, Mahershala Ali. He's a big actor right now. Yeah, tons of films, but he, you know he has kind of a small role. Uh, especially when you have the main villain kind of talking through him at certain points. Oh, so, he so doesn't he's really, almost like a puppet. Yeah. The, oh, wow. Okay. You don't really see... He doesn't really get to come out a lot as the, like, a villain. And that was as revealed at the end, Edward mm-hmm. Norton, who's, yes. you know, using him. Interesting. Um, and then the relationship between her and the boyfriend, which I, I think it's Ed's screen. I'm not 100%. Uh, You're it, talking about Alita and the boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So is it it's a real a little... relationship? She has a, like a full on like romantic relationship. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's this whole concept of you know dating someone with a hard body or a real body. You know. And okay. Like, again, <laughs> they only touch on upon it like for like two seconds. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But they don't dive into it deep enough. No. To really you know make a statement or anything. That's cool though. You know, I mean, it do- definitely sounds like it could use like a sequel. Yes. You know. Um, and it feels like they planned it as like a franchise, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, but I mean, just I mean, just from the trailers, the action sequences looked like insane. So, um, the murder ball thing—is it murder ball? What do they call it? Or death ball or something? Yeah, it's like, like that. murder ball. But okay, how was it's, that? It's actually not as big of a part of the film as you think it's going to be because they did a lot of the campaign mm-hmm. around that. So I'm surprised. But um, she's like joining the team. It's like the only way you can get up to the Sky City. Which is like, it's almost like this class system where it's, you either live up in this giant sky city or you're the poor and you live down and the on Earth. Oh, really? Um, Sounds like uh, Land of the Dead, uh, George Romero's uh, sequel to, um, you know, the Dead series. Mm. So, that's interesting. Um, yeah. So, if you were going to rate this movie, Christian, what would you, what would you, out of five stars, as always? I'm going to give it a four. A four. I would give it just a solid four. Okay. I think it's a really fucking enjoyable film, and I think people should go out and see it, but, you know, it's not perfect. Okay. It's not just perfect yet. Okay. It's definitely so you feel my... like it has potential. Mm. It's definitely my favorite movie so far this year. Okay. Let's say not, because we've seen quite a few movies mm. so far, so, you know, I mean, it's going to be a busy, you know, year for the box office. Yes. we got a lot of films coming out, so we'll see if that holds. We're two <laughs> weeks away from Captain Marvel. Yeah, Jesus, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. All right. Well, all right. Well, let's move on, man. Yeah, David, go see this fucking movie. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. I've been in the theater a lot this year so yes, far. Yes. So yeah, I will get there. Go. I mean, you're giving it a glowing praise. So. <laughs> all right, Damon, it's time for comics. All right, man. Well, this week we are talking Return of Wolverine. And we have the finale. We actually didn't yes. talk for, but we went back and we read it. Um, this is number five. Um, let me read the blurb here. Now that Logan has risen, how far can he fall? That's the 
perfect kind of blur. <laughs> one sentence. Um, so, Christian, how did you feel about the return of Wolverine? As a book, I would say read these back to back. You can read these probably one day. Um, oh, easily. They're a good, just like action story. It's not anything I would say you need to collect or you know hold on to as a memento. This is just moving forward. <laughs> you know, this is Wolverine's back. That's all you need to know. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was. I don't know. And it just felt a, like they told the story because they felt like they had to tell a story. Yeah. I mean, Persephone's a cool character. I like her abilities. I don't really understand her motives, though. She just wants to control the world. She feels she like she can build kill a, everyone in the world to make everyone them. to puppets, resurrect yes. them. Her power is to resurrect people, bring them back, and she can puppeteer everyone yeah. to make it the perfect world. Um, very body snatchers, like you know, um, you know, they we find out that. You know, this whole community that, you know, Wolverine's been trying to help save is actually filled with dead people yes. that she's controlling. Uh, Anna, that he's been, like, you know, on this mission with, is dead. And, you know, Preston I mean, has been living through it. <laughs> felt predictable. At least I didn't see that coming. Really? I felt like it was predictable. I saw you thought that Anna being was... in control of things, but I didn't think she's just controlling a bunch of dead bodies. I guess. I don't know, man. Come on. I don't know, man. I knew that she, I guess, okay, fine. I didn't know that she was dead, <laughs> dead, but I knew she was controlling her. Okay. So, I, it just didn't do much for me. Like, it was fun, but it was like fast food fun. You know, like, it was just like a quick meal. Yeah, man, it's, a, it's a popcorn. It doesn't food. really satisfy you completely. I just, I think my problem is, is the whole hunt for Wolverine shit that we went through. Yeah. You know, to that's, get to this. yes, to get to this. And it's still kind of a nothing of a story. Yeah. You know, you could have, like, you didn't need all this explanation for Wolverine's return. All you had to literally do is show one panel, say, healing factor, and then have him come back. Hey, and then, like, later on in the comic, you just have Beast, like, examining Wolverine and say some bullshit about his healing factor kicking in, you know, the last second. That's yeah. all you would have to do. And people would buy it, and we'd be on with it. Not fucking six months of this shit for just kind of i don't know it's interesting to think that he was being used as a puppet by her but i didn't feel like anything was like we didn't like suffer through it no you know and i was hoping that then maybe they'd be like investigating what he's done yes and we didn't really get any of that you know uh, she's not gone it could still come back up Somehow. Please don't, though. <laughs> <laughs> let's just move on and they've kind of moved on because it literally ends with him like on the steps of you know the xavier mansion and he's you know knocking on the door and that's exactly how infinity watch wolverine mm -hmm. infinity watch starts so they just kind of pick it up you know running you know with that issue so but then we're following wolverine and uncanny x-men yeah. too so they're just it feels like i don't know it feels so disjointed right now the whole story i feel like they really dropped the ball with this unfortunately like i said I, I felt like the book was entertaining enough but if you're gonna make it into this big event you know i didn't feel like the payoff was you know high enough for me so it just wasn't a big enough pay payoff in the long run you know i mean because we got wolverine really back for the first time in the whole like legacy yeah which was you know marvel legacy what, what when did that like 
almost two years ago at this point. You know, so we were waiting. Legacy. Yeah, just about. Jesus. Yeah, almost at least a year and a half. So we waited this long to get this story. This is all they had to offer. You know, I felt like they were kind of writing the story around what happened in Legacy. You know, I felt like they didn't have the story before that. Mm. Yeah, they're like, okay, well, we had him show up with an Infinity Stone. What the hell did we do now? So, um, you know, I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. I'm disappointed, too, because of Soul. You know, I've really enjoyed most of his work, you know, these past couple of years. So, I don't know. This was a miss. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But I am excited to have Wolverine back at the same time. <laughs> you know. He, he's been an interesting character, at least in an uncanny. Yes, absolutely. But, like, did you need the rest of this story to make that story no. interesting? Absolutely not. He could have just shown up honestly. <laughs> and I would have been okay. Like I said, healing factor. You know, next page. We're good. <laughs> move on. So, uh, so let's move on to Uncanny X-Men. Number 12. Yes, after the devastating events of X-Men Disassembled, it falls to Cyclops to rebuild the X-Men in the face of overwhelming hatred. Thankfully, he's not the only X-Men to have just returned from Oblivion. Scott and Logan are together again, and they are mutant kind's only hope. God damn. <laughs> Trusting mutant kind to only those two. I know. I know. <laughs> well, this book is bleak. You know, it's a pretty, As it should be. Yes, a pretty dark book. I'm enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they end up going to uh, one's camp, I believe. Um, Wolverine tells Scott that there are more, more mutants out there somehow. I'm not sure how he got the lead, but he he's discovered that, you know, that the ones are, like, mm-hmm. holding other mutants. Um, they face off with a couple Sentinels, and they realize that they're being, like, driven by a bunch of the new mutants and Strong Guy. Um, so pretty cool reveal. Um, I'm interested to see, like, you know, it seems like they're putting together a team around mm-hmm. these characters. So I'm interested, interested to see the dynamic between everyone. Um, you know, I'm, I've, I've never been like a huge New Mutants fan. You know, I'm much more of an X-Force fan. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but it should be fun. You know, I like the idea of yeah. this kind of like ragtag group of like survivors. and It's cool like to that. see different characters rather than just like the main. Yes. Like, all the time, you know? Yes, absolutely. I'm much more invested in this storyline than what's going on with the whole like age of X-Men right now. So I'm curious to see how this all plays out. I really enjoyed this book. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is dark, you know, it's a dark book, which is fun, you know. I like that it's not like an Elseworlds tale or anything like that. It's not some kind of alternate reality. You know, this is happening now, you know, in the 616. So I enjoy that, you know. I just feel like a lot of the other heroes have a lot of, like, answering to do for letting this happen to mutant kind, Mm -hmm. you know. I just can't fathom, like, the Avengers just kind of, like, sitting on their hands during everything. So feels a little weird to me. But they don't care. It is what it is. <laughs> what a bunch of jerks, though. They really don't. Though. Because, I mean, just like even reading Avengers, how many, like, hands they have in all the pots. And mm-hmm. they did... And this For them to be kind of... Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess like, the whole X-Men thing just did come out of nowhere. So they couldn't foresee that happening. And, like, literally him, like, wiping out most of the X-Men. You know, I mean, it just kind of showed you, like, how important the X-Men really are. And hopefully when they return, it'll be a big deal, you know. 
So um, I don't know how long the story is supposed to go for, though. So, but I mean, if I'm getting more of this story, I'm good. Like, let's go a year. Let's mm-hmm. let's stretch this out. So um, I think it'll be refreshing, you know, for just the whole like line of X books. So um, I just don't know how into it I am with the whole Age of X Men shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I picked up like one issue and I was just like, yeah. And there's so many different like tie-in books too going on. I just don't. I'm enjoying Scott being back there. So, and Havoc being part of the team, too. Now. That is interesting. Yeah, because I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and that's perfect, because that was actually written by Rosenberg, too. The whole Astonishing line. Oh, okay. So, the fact that, you know, he went ahead and he kind that's of, you know, you know, finished that story. Mm-hmm. You know, Havoc's being, like, he's powering, basically, everything, it seems like. Um, and to have Scott save him, that, that was a huge moment. So... Um, but moving on, yes. speaking of the Avengers, bunch of jerks, <laughs> we've got the Avengers 15, Civil War, Vampire Edition, Dracula forges unholy alliance from his prison cell, Ghost Rider goes berserk, the Shadow Colonel, and his new legion of unliving raise bloody hell all over the globe. It's a good thing the Avengers just added a startling new member to the team. I think they're talking about Blade still, so... Um, Who gets his ass kicked? Yeah, he's gonna have his moment though. You know that. Come on now. Um, he'll take out the Shadow Colonel, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, what, what were your thoughts on this? I think it's a cool book. I like seeing Robbie, you know, having to deal with uh, this, you know, dealing more with the demon rather it being, you know, him talking to his car. <laughs> you know, I like the fact that we could hear Robbie, mm-hmm. you know, during this whole transformation and everything like that, like how. You know, he's just completely out of control of, you know, everything. He, you know, it's just him. He's still there subconsciously, but he's kind of witnessing everything that's happening. You know, um, I like that aspect of it. Um, this definitely felt like a second chapter, though, to me. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just more like setting all the pieces on the board, you know, um, trying to get us from point A to point B, which I'm fine with. It's just storytelling. I think it handled that well, though. Yeah, yeah. It's just a very... I was still, like, interested in what was happening throughout the entire book. Yeah, I just... There wasn't, like, any, like, huge moments that Mm. really happened. I did like the moment between Iron Man and Dracula. Yeah, I was going to say that next, especially when he brings up his father. Yes, that came out of nowhere, and I Mm. don't really know too much about, like... Tony's relationship with Howard, mm-hmm. you know, here um, in the 616, just because I feel like they kind of retconned some things recently. So I'm not sure. I mean, it sounds like Howard's a complete asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm still assuming, you know, what Dracula said in this book, not spoil anything, was a huge reveal to Tony. Um, you know, so that was a cool moment. But I just kind of like the chemistry to, between the two characters also. Um, and just, you know, Dracula showing how powerful he was by, like, being able to, like, set off that riot, you know. He's imprisoned by the Russians right now. Um, but it, he let them imprison him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to have them keep him safe in a way, you know. Um, but he's able to start a riot from, like, this insane cell and this crazy suit, like, like Edible Lecter on fucking steroids, you know, get up they have around mm-hmm. him. Um yeah, so I know that was a really cool moment. Um, I don't know though. I don't. I, I want to know more about the whole, you know, the team, the Shadow Colonels, like leading and 
like what their motives are, you know, besides just power. You know, I, I think I need those characters kind of fleshed out more for me. But it's a fun book. Don't yeah. get me wrong, you know. And I like seeing the Avengers going up against a different adversary like mm. this. Something new, something different that we haven't seen in a while. So, uh, moving on. We had Captain Marvel number two. She has a lot more with the Avengers as well, but I'll get into that. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Revolution, the classic Fantastic Four villain, uh, Machismo, mm-hmm. if I'm saying that correctly? I think so. <laughs> uh, has taken over Manhattan's Roosevelt Island and turned it into an apocalyptic wasteland. When Captain Marvel ends up trapped there and cut off from the rest of the world, including any Avengers-shaped reinforcements, she'll need to build her own team out of allies, old and new. Spider-Woman, Hazmat, Echo, and a man known as so- only as Sam, uh, in order to start revolution to free the island's civilian inhabitants. With that kind of backup, Machismo um, should be toast. But not everything is what it seems on the island. And Machismo's going by, what, Nuke Man or yeah, something? Yeah, Nuclear Man. Nuclear Man, right? Um, I've never, I don't even know who Machismo is. Nope. So that shows you what deep of a comic Well, I like how the comic like explains exactly who he is. Uh-huh. Like, old Fantastic Four villain that yeah. no one remembers. Aren't you that old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like they're taking it back, like how powerful mm-hmm. he is and everything. Um, you know, I had to backtrack and read issue number one. Um, Same here. But I was very excited by just the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol felt like Carol to me. Um, I loved all the dialogue in the book. Um, you know, it was a fun ride, too. I mean, it's definitely... I felt like it was an upgrade of what we got in, like, you know, Life of Captain America... Uh, Captain America. Captain Marvel. Um, you know, and it, it's just a different story overall. Um, but, I don't know. It feels like it's going to be more about, you know, that adventurer side of, mm. you know, Carol and everything like that. Um you know, but it's going to kind of like, you know, also take a deep dive into her personal life. So, um, you know, they brought back Rhodey and everything, you know, um, you know, and they basically start back off where they left off. Apparently they have not seen each other since, you know, Rhodey's been resurrected. Um, you know, um, I'm glad that, you know, Jessica seems like she's going to be a big part of the book too. Um, Spider-Woman. Um, you know, they're best friends and everything. So it feels like she's going to have a really strong supporting cast around her. And it, it seems like Tony's going to be part of the supporting mm-hmm. cast. And this is, um, I really enjoyed how Tony was written in this. Um, he felt like what Bendez was doing with Tony. Yes. You know, um, just dialogue wise and everything like that. I thought most of the dialogue felt a lot like Bendis's writing. I agree. I agree. Um, Carol, especially, too. Mm-hmm. And their like, banter back and forth was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Um, so, it, it, you know, and oh, and then I also like the inclusion of uh, Hazmat. You know, she was one mm-hmm. of the more interesting characters in the whole Avengers Academy series. So I was glad that they just kind of brought her back out of nowhere. So they basically have like Carol, like trying, Tony, like gets Carol to like basically volunteer to like, you know, help her, you know, in a way. Um, but it lasts maybe like an hour before they're thrown into this situation. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if this book, like if this book has this like supporting cast around Carol, you know, it's very promising. So, 
but like i mean it for me though it's mostly just about like the dialogue between his characters mm. and like how well like kelly thompson really kind of nailed you know who these characters are you know because it, it's hard you know to get their voices right you know but this is what i always picture you know tony and carol you know mm. acting like absolutely know? so i do wish that spider-man was a little bit more torn up in her situation i thought she was i i understand that she's like okay with it only being half a day that she's gone but like i feel like psychologically she'd be a little bit more tormented. i think yes the, um because you're referencing the fact that she so basically she's in this other side of what island is it i don't know um, a worse. part of like new york has been kind of like, you know, it's behind this, like, force field. To, you know, Carol and them, it feels like just a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. But for the island, it's like 25 days has gone by. So, like, they're living in this, like, dystopian, like, future (laughs) almost. I mean, shit's gone bad. And it's, like, all, like, the only characters that are free right now are all the women. You know, so, like, it's, like, Spider-Woman... Um, Echo's there, which I thought that was also great, like a great inclusion. Like I haven't seen Echo in a while mm-hmm. since, like, I think the Moon Knight series where she technically died. So I don't know how she's back, unless Moon Knight was just imagining all that, which is a strong <laughs> possibility knowing Moon Knight. Um, but I uh, felt like that was like a kind of a retcon in this, which is like them been... saying like, oh, she was on this island this like, the whole time. We... I don't, I don't know. Well, she, you know, when she did show up, she was uh, in the Defenders series. Oh, okay. At the end, like in one of those big scenes, that so, giant yes. fight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, she was a character that Bendis used a lot, so mm. I understand why. And she was actually part of the original New Avengers team, so she she's your first Ronin, actually. Oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, so I I thought that was because I really do enjoy that character. But anyway, yes, the twenty five days pass. You know, so for me, I think maybe the way I come to terms with that is the fact that she's more relieved. You know, at that moment, because mm-hmm. she finds that only like a few minutes, like what was like an hour's passed mm-hmm. in their time. So, in, in real time, so I mean, maybe that's why she's not like completely falling apart. You know, so I don't know, but I see what you're saying where she'd be a little more, you know, torn up. You know, she was spending 25 days away from her child, and she has no idea what the hell's going on, you know, elsewhere. So they it, just it felt a little bit more whimsical compared to what we were seeing with her in uh, what was it, Spider Geddon? You know, the seriousness of like, mm-hmm. oh, I could have my child be like killed by these vampires and stuff like that. So I have to go and you know mm-hmm. take care of business for my child. Yeah, I could see that. I understand that. Yeah, no, it, I mean, there her interactions with uh, Captain Marvel throughout the book, I thought were perfect. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely you. You knew where they were mm. as friends. You know, they had instant chemistry. You know, same with Tony and Carol, too. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see, like, Nuke being, like, a huge threat. I feel like they're going to overcome him pretty, like, quickly. That's kind of on the nose, like, what he's supposed to be representing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this, like, you know, misogynistic, you know, you know, male supervillain and everything like that. And, you know, it's no accident, obviously, story-wise, that, you know, the only people who are out there are, you know, these women. So, um, you know, but it's it's a cool book. And especially if it's, like, that's going to be kind of the mission statement of the book, you know, I'm on board. You know, I'll be refreshing storytelling-wise mm. to have that. 
So, um, you know, because he is just a fucking, you know, male chauvinist pig, like, from their first, like, yeah. <laughs> where they, they call him, like, a Russian pimp or something like mm-hmm. that. Because <laughs> um, of his jacket. They did a great job, too, like, portraying, like, Carol's powers and, like, how powerful she is. You know, because everyone's, like, taken out easily by him. Mm. But, you know, and the Avengers are, like, they're trying to save her, but, you know, she doesn't really need much help. So, um, you know, I like that. You know, I enjoyed that aspect of it and everything. And I thought Thor, too, was hilarious, like, trying to figure out what was going mm-hmm. on the entire time. So, um, I don't I don't know if I've read anything else by Kelly Thompson. You have uh, West Coast Avengers. Oh, look at that. So this book's going to go to shit, huh? No. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> hey, I love West Coast Avengers. Well, this definitely does not feel like West Coast Avengers. <laughs> so Brodox isn't going to show up in this? No. Jesus Christ, I hope not. So, it would be fun if you did. Yeah. Well, this book definitely seems like it's a less, less ha-ha, you know, than mm. West Coast Avengers. You know, this is kind of the tone that I would want from West Coast Avengers, actually. So. Well, maybe you just need to give it a second try. Okay, Christian. <laughs> I'm going to give it a second try. Are we on a new arc? Um, we should be. I need to catch up. This is, oh, see, so fuck yourself. You don't even know what the hell's going on. Maybe the book sucks. I finished the last <laughs> Don't sit here and fucking pump your fucking West Coast Avengers on me. You're not even caught up. <laughs> are you going to pass the Brodox fucking arc? Yes. You are? Mm-hmm. You loved it? That was like a simple arc. But I feel like the next one will be better. You're, so you're guessing that you like the book? I'm not guessing. I'm just saying... I like what they're doing okay. way more than you do. Uh, yes, yes. Needless to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I will pick it up just because I am sold on this. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoy, you know, what she's doing with these characters and how she's writing them. No, I so. liked how the, all the characters were handled, even the Avengers. Though I, I don't like how the Avengers keep getting, like, distra- or they have to answer another distress call after they see Captain Marvel disappear. Like they, I felt like a little bit more brainstorming would happen in that moment like how do we go to help her well i like that like rhoda's <laughs> like no she's fine yes that's like they're just kind of assuming that carol can handle herself <laughs> you know um you know and then because they're running off to face the vampires mm-hmm. so i don't even know how this fucking shit lines up because it seems like they're going off to what's happening I feel in like Avengers. they threw in that line just to have some form of tie-in. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. Or like literally she's going to take care of this shit in a matter of like 10 minutes and she's going to join the team. Well, 10 minutes in yes, this world. that's what I'm saying. So that's why they did that. So I don't see this arc going long. I feel like maybe it's like another two issues, yeah. tops, and then we're moving But it can on. technically go as long as it wants. No. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I hope not, though. So mm-hmm. I don't want to see Nuke Man being or nuclear man is yes. it yeah so do we feel like uh that character the only male there was like somehow like him i like that they address that though mm-hmm. but he could possibly be a spy or something yeah like jessica was because really that was my first thought i'm like him. he's the only male that escaped yeah seems like easy like oh this is just a guy that they threw in yeah i really hope they keep the supporting cast around this book though i think this is a really cool supporting mm. cast you know, especially Hazmat. I really enjoy that character. So, all right, man. Well, that's going to do it for comics. That's going to do it for comics. You don't listen to the heavyweight chumps? Well, they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture. You don't believe us? Well, listen to some of their fans. And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator.
Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. <laughs> the Heavyweight Chunks. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time, same, same fat, fat channel. channel. Last week, you, you never know when you're going to get a chance, when you're going to get a shot. I told you I can count. Still count the amount of times I've had a chance at a major title on, on one hand. Um, you, you know what? I, I just, year round, all of us, man, we work on just keeping our blades sharp. Because, and I said this before, uh, when one of your friends was following me around with the camera, but you're always only one match away, you know, from greatness, from, from history. One match, that's all it takes, you know. Uh, as unfortunate as it was for Mustafa Ali to be hurt when he was rolling, you know, um, whoever got the call had to step in and, and fill his shoes. And it's weird to say because he's like, he, he's young in the game, but I know him in this position, he, he, he would have killed it because he's been killing it since he's come out. So I almost felt like I didn't want to let him down because I know how it feels to be on the outside looking in on a spot that you think should be yours. You know what I'm saying? So um, like I said, man, I just year round, we, we work on keeping our, keeping our iron sharp, keeping our blades sharp, because we never know when we have to go to war. All right, Damon, we just got our first stop with the road to WrestleMania. It's Elimination Chamber review time. All right, man. Uh, did you watch the pre-show, Christian? Um, I did catch it. I was cleaning my living room. I was realized, oh, I need to turn on the pre-show. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? usually we don't watch the pre-show. No, yeah. We so you actually caught it? Part. What did you think? Um, it was fine. I didn't get much from it. It was it was a quick match. Was it? Yeah. And it was clear that it was going to be Bunny Murphy. Yeah. Um, I just realized that Kiritazawa's music is definitely um, from Kill... The song that they play in Kill Bill. Uh, or they're just spoofing it, you yeah. think? Okay. There's <laughs> no way they're paying for that. No, no, no. But okay. it's totally a spoof of that song. I just realized that. Yeah. After the longest time. That's funny. Bam, bam, oh, I can bam. see that. Yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, uh... I don't know, man. So nothing. It's nothing, nothing that I to haven't write home seen about, from yeah. either of them in a match. So it's just like I don't know. It felt like if it maybe if it had more time, which it was a pre-show match, so I can't get much. I'm surprised though that like, it was the only pre-show match. So I'm surprised that it didn't get more time. You know, because usually there's mm. like lately. I mean, that's a whole hour long thing that they just go over all the elimination chamber matches, which is why I'm I'm not even starting. They have the, the panel and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I used to, I mean, when I had more time, mm-hmm. you know, when I wasn't a father, I used to <laughs> love that shit, but no, I can't do it anymore, man. That's way too much time. These are like fucking eight hour events nowadays, so. But no, I think we called it pretty easy. It was going to be Buddy Murphy to hold on the title. I wonder whose opponent is going to be at uh, Mania. I don't know. Because uh, like earlier in the year, I would have said Hideo would have been mm-hmm. a good choice, but. Well, that's obviously not happening. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's some new, I think they signed someone new recently that's been on the show. You know, obviously I don't know shit about 205 Live. Um, so maybe it would be the new guy. I don't know. You know, fountain of information right now. <laughs> I'm not, bothering. Even know I'm not bothering looking it up, though. I'm not. <laughs> I'm sorry for all those 205 Live fans, but, you know, you know more than I do. So mm. whatever. <laughs> do your own podcast. Um, opening match. Yes, locking us into the chamber early. They started off with the women's tag um, elimination chamber match. 
So were you surprised at all about the placement? Yeah, I did not think that it was going to be first, at least. Did you think it was going to close out? I didn't feel like it was going to close out. I thought maybe mid Mm -hmm. mid card. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to, because some people were disappointed that it wasn't closing the show. But I was like, well, I could see them wanting to, like, I mean, I guess it's a historic event because it's the first, you know, Mm. well, technically it's not the first, you know, they did have women's titles. the first tag. Well, no, they actually did have women's titles for a while. Back back in the day, they're not talking about them that much though. Back in the the like early eighties, it was the first women's tag championships in an elimination chamber. Yes, there you go. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> but they, I forgot the the oh god, the bomber sisters or something like that. Like yeah, it's it, a very faint memory for me. So I, I I'm guessing they're just thinking that no one remembers. Do you them. think those tag belts look like the elimination chamber? In a way, oh, I could see that. I mean, I didn't until now. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it while I was watching. I was like, maybe they designed those specifically because of that. Well, that's a horrible know. idea. And they look good, though. I think they're good looking hmm. belts, right? I have no problem. It's grown on me. It's... At first, I was like, ah, whatever. But they're a little. I don't know. They're a little busy. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're a little busy. But I feel like if they weren't that busy, I'd, I'd be complaining that they look like every yeah. Other, you know, I'm glad that they look different. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, but anyway. Um, I was totally terrified of this match, you know, when we were previewing the show <laughs> mm-hmm. and everything like that, but I was pleasantly surprised, you know, it was clunky at parts, but it was a good match, you know, I mean, they, mm-hmm. you could tell that they put t- together time with it, you know, like actually like, you know, I mean, had nice spots and sequences planned out and everything. It wasn't too choreographed though. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a fun match. You know, and they um, kept me guessing too. Like there was points where I actually thought that you know Bailey and Sasha weren't going to win the belts. Well, no, so, for a while I was still like convinced. Oh my God, Nia and Tamina yes. are going to win this. But then, but I did enjoy that spot, and mm-hmm. that was a huge relief for me. You know, <laughs> when it ended up, you know, them getting eliminated and everything like that. I thought that was a fun like spot in the match. Um, you know, to kind of take out you know them right away. And it showed, I think it helped them out to Naya, you know, to, you know, when the way the, the rest of the women reacted to when they entered, you know, made them seem like a real threat and mm-hmm. everything. But I did pop when, you know, Naya went through that fucking chamber. I won't lie. So. I, uh, I love the Iconics pinning combination though. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Um. Yeah, I want more for them. I, you know, I now that there's actually a tag division and everything mm. like that, you know, I hope they do get a chance with the belts because they are they're great together. They have fantastic chemistry. So I wonder with like the news that we're getting about the uh, the tag titles being able to go on all shows, I mm. wonder if that allows you know SmackDown and Raw tag teams to show up on NXT and fight NXT members and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, they obviously have some plans if they're, you know, openly saying mm-hmm. that was they came out of Raw. You know, Sasha and Bailey did win this match, you know. Um, but during their little, you know, uh, promo during Raw, they mentioned that they want to defend the titles everywhere, even NXT. And then, you know, spoilers, during NXT taping this week, they ended up showing up on NXT, you know. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty huge. Um, but, and that makes me definitely feel like they are going to be wrestling down mm-hmm. there. They don't do that just to do it, you know. So I feel like you could definitely have some challengers come out of there and maybe even win those belts. 
That just um, makes me more think that they're going to put NXT on television, though. Oh, I absolutely do think mm. that. I, I agree 100%. You know, because why wouldn't you? It's a popular brand, you know. It has a, a niche audience right now. I mean, expose it to the masses. Why not? Um, I'll be interested to see if they change it at all. You know, I hope they don't. I hope McMahon kind of keeps his paws off of it and lets Triple H keep on doing what he's doing. Um, but, you know, God God knows if, you know, all of a sudden NXT gets close to SmackDown the ratings on Fox, you know, I could see him starting to, like, tool with it, you know, just because it's not his. So, um, but yeah, no, I... Overall, though, I mean, match-wise, I, I thought this was a fun match. I really did enjoy it. You know, it, it's some quality wrestling spots. Um, you know, the women all had great, like, chemistry in the ring together. It didn't feel too clunky. There was moments, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, especially the, you know, beginning of the match. Um, but overall, I thought it was well done. They, from what we see, though, they are definitely pushing fucking Mandy Rose. Yes. The fact 100%. that it was, you know, what are they calling themselves? Fire and Desire? Yeah. That just came out of nowhere, too. <laughs> I guess, like, that's not what you're called. They um, hold her stupid camera effect for too long, too. Like, really? they're going into the ring, and, like, at this point, the camera should have stopped doing the super zoom effect that uh-huh. they have on her. And had been showing off both teammates, but it still just follows her completely into the ring. I hate it when tag teams don't come out together. Mm-hmm. It's just a pet peeve, you know, because Sasha and Bailey don't come out technically no. together. Um, so I hate that. And yes, I definitely noticed that too. Like it just, it's too much. And it seems like, you know, they're definitely focused on Mandy, um, you know, and you saw on SmackDown, she got the, the pin on fucking Asuka. Yes. Asuka, after being off TV for a month, after fucking submitting Becky Lynch, loses mm. to Mandy Rose her first match back. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I don't have a problem with Asuka losing a match now, you know, but like to in that fashion to like Mandy Rose has not earned that victory. Mm. You just had Asuka fucking beat Becky Lynch, you know, tap her out. And then the month before, she beat Charlotte and Becky. So, I mean, she should be white hot. And that's what we're kind of assuming. Like, you know, she was gearing up for a big match on SmackDown, um, you know, for that title, or for WrestleMania, you know, for the SmackDown Women's Division. So I I was really disappointed. It it makes me feel like that's going to at least be a fast lane Mm -hmm. match. I don't know if they'll have Mandy go over and then have Asuka chase after the bouts to WrestleMania. I don't know. Don't. No. (laughs) (laughs) They're really into her. They're really into her. Uh, And they're kind of figuring, I'm sure they're figuring right now, everyone's attention is on, you know, the Raw women's title. So they can kind of do whatever and get away with, you know, whatever they want with the SmackDown women's belt. I guess, but... I just don't want them to see... This is like a Carmella situation all over again. You know? That's what I was going to say. I'm like, I mean, sky's the limit with them because they're just going to do... Carmella over again with Mandy. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's upsetting. And I think Carmella's actually a better wrestler. Mm. You know, even like from like where she was last year, you know, I feel like at that point she was a better wrestler than Mandy is. You know, Mandy's definitely improved, but she still can't lace Asuka's boots. She doesn't belong in the mm. ring with her. So, um, I don't know. I'm disappointed. So, but. You know, they always have, they always find a way. (laughs) (laughs) 
They always find a way. But anyway, great match. I was entertained. I was wrong. You know, I was, like I said, I thought it was going to be a clusterfuck. So, uh, but yeah, no. Fun match. And it was a great moment, too. Like, it actually seemed like when Sasha and Bailey actually won the match, it actually felt real. Like, their emotions and everything. They did, yes. like, five interviews, you know, afterwards. Um, and they were both super emotional, um, you know. So, it was it was a really cool moment. Because it sounds like, too, something that they were really pushing for, um, you know, behind the scenes. Mm. So, it's pretty cool. Should have happened sooner. Who do you think they defend the belts against uh, at Mania? They did drop the line, um, like past, present, and future, like you know, tag tag teams. I don't know. I mean, it seems easy to say Trish and Lita, but I mean, do you think it's because everyone's been guessing that for too long that they would want to change that up? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, things change, and that rumor was out there like like three months ago, right? Like right after Evolution. So things change quickly, mm-hmm. daily at WWE. So. Who knows? I would have Glamazon and Natalia team up again. Oh, God. What was their name? They actually had a really good name. Oh, God damn it. That's going to bother me. <laughs> Legion of something that they called them. It was a, was it a Legion of Glam or something? or Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. They didn't use it often, but it was a good name. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> But she has been around for like almost every single like major women's event. But yeah. she kept bringing up as well. Yes. Yes. She has been. So, yeah. She's okay on commentary. You know, she brings something to the table mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. So, um, she's better than Coachman. I will <laughs> say that. <laughs> the coach is just kind of disappeared. Is he on the pre-show? Who, Coach? coach? I didn't see him on the pre-show. Has time. he been on any of the panels? Um... Because he's I still think on he'll contract. Sh- well, they do like multiple panels now. Like oh. they'll switch halfway through. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, is it that long? The yes, it's an hour. And and if it's like a show like one of the big four, it's two hours. Okay. I watched. I think it was WrestleMania seventeen. They did this thing where they did a day long pre show where it started at like it was like the Super Bowl. They basically started at like ten o'clock in the morning. So, like, if you ordered the show, you got, like, like this, I mean, it must have been, like, 10 hours, seriously, because from 11 to all the way to whatever. No, it was, like, 11, 12 hours. And this was before so what? This was WrestleMania 17, I believe. So, because it was, it was one of the, it was, the only thing I remember from the actual show, you know, watching it live was, uh, there was a Dudley Hardy's, like, Edge and Christian, like, tables match, like, mm-hmm. uh, TLC match, so... Um, but it was like I we ate that shit up, man. I mean, it was well done. They had tons of vignettes and everything like that, and tons of different. They had matches going on too and everything. But that was the last time they did that because I'm sure it taxed the crap out of them. So, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've divas of doom, by the way. Divas of doom. There we go. And and they went by pinup strong for a little while too. Oh, that's I like Diva. Diva's a good. I'm strong. guessing Diva's a Doom was heel and Pinup Strong was probably face. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do enough with them. They were a fun little team, mm. so. Um, Alright, well, anyway. Pre-show, well, that, no pre-show. Not, not to bring it up on. too much, but that was like like right when like Natalia started doing the fart gimmick. Oh, uh, that was horrible. <laughs> what the fuck were they doing? I'm so glad we're past that time. Yes. 
I don't know why they were, I don't know if it was just because she was a heart. I have no idea what they were doing. I remember that because I really liked Natalia because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, she could fucking wrestle. Look at that. Because at the time, there weren't many women wrestlers on the actual show, you know. Um, so, and they were never, they were never pushing her. And they had her doing that fucking stupid ass part. Just horrible. And it went nowhere. No. Just McMahon, you know, <laughs> giggling like a little schoolgirl behind the scenes, I'm sure. So. Alright, now to actually move on. Yes, let's have, move on. <laughs> we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match where the Usos going up against The Miz and Shane McMahon. Now, I was surprised this match even happened. Because, was it Jimmy or Jay who got um, in trouble? I believe it was Jimmy. So, what, like a couple days before the show? Mm-hmm. Over the weekend. Over the weekend. Jimmy, was it Jimmy you said? I believe it was Jimmy. Okay, who knows? Twin match. They're twins. So, <laughs> so Jimmy gets arrested. He got arrested, right? Mm-hmm. Because Naomi was driving down the wrong way on a street. A police officer pulled them over. And something, we don't know exactly what happened, but like Jimmy actually got out of the car and squared up on the police officer. Took off his, like, took off his shirt. And, like, was trying to fight the police officer. I believe arrested. he was drunk, but she wasn't. I but think she was driving like, down the wrong, wrong way, way. I so I, was he trying to distract her? Was it twin magic? <laughs> <laughs> was Jay in the trunk? I don't know, <laughs> um, so I was ex- actually expecting, like, WWE to release a statement saying, like, you know, that they that match got pulled or they changed it mm-hmm. somehow, you know. But to have the match happen and then have the Usos actually go over, I was like, wow, it's a different time, man. I mean, that used to, back in the day, that did not, you know, those guys were jobbing for a while, you know, or if not like being on camera at all. I mean, they released some kind of statement said that they, the Usos are responsible for their own actions, you know, just kind of like washing their hands of it completely. Okay. You know, so, um, you know, at first it sounded like a cold statement, like, hey, they're on their own, whatever. But then they handed him the titles. So I was like, oh, maybe they're just like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> it's our show. We're not responsible for them outside of the ring. Um, but yeah, no. And maybe there's another side to the story. Maybe something, mm-hmm. maybe WWE, you know, was convinced that, you know, the Usos weren't in the wrong. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I was surprised um, that they went over here. Yeah. Um, it was an okay match. Not great. It was so. nothing, like, spectacular. I was more just like, stop wrestling Shane the entire match. But Yeah. It <laughs> just does big spots and that's mm. it. You know, I'm over that. You know, I don't know if... It feels like that, the fans... Did he even land on the Uso when he went on the table? Because it looked like he it just It looked crashed. like he just got him. It was like a glancing blow, if you will. <laughs> so, it just, yeah, but it did look like he just crashed through the table. That spot's scary. Hmm. So he's crazy for fucking doing that shit, man. I mean, at his age, he's in his mid forties. You you won't see me hitting a fucking <laughs> shooting star press anytime. I'm lucky to get off this fucking couch right now, let alone hitting a shooting star press like he did last match. It's insane, my god. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, the Usos have about. I'm happy about hmm. that. They're getting the rematch at uh, Fast Lane. Um, I'm sure something's going down. It's in Miz's hometown. Uh, Mr. Miz is going to be f- front row. Why are they so, getting a... They shouldn't even get a rematch. 
It's the new era, Damon. Yeah, well, that was part of the whole angle that they done on SmackDown, where like Miz had to convince him, and then the Usos said, "Yeah, go for it." So, whatever. What well, What I thought was interesting when I saw of Miz backstage, um, shouting at Shane, which I it made him seem more like he was the one. If anyone to turn would be Miz. Mm-hmm. I I, I still think they can go that way. Riding on him, I still think they could go that way. Hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised. I I would hope. I hope it's Shane, you know, just so it could be something different. But I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, this has the show and everything like that. I mean, they're definitely having to act like a face right now. But it just feels so predictable at this point. He should he should um skull crush and finale his own dad. I don't know. Make a giant turn. And how weak do they make the skull crushing finale seem with that finish? Like he did it. And then, like, Jimmy was able to just roll him up afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, he started to go for the pin in it, too. Like, he just reversed it. I feel I like guess they it do that him, a lot nowadays. They took him though. a little bit of time to get him over and everything, but not that long. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, man. It was do, quick. Yeah. Don't do that to his finisher. That's <laughs> all he's got. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got an amazing DDT. He's got a nice DDT. I do like the short DDT he mm-hmm. does, but you know, from when the opponent's on his knees, that's a nice DDT. But still, come on, <laughs> don't do that to that guy's finisher. So, um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, all right, so the Intercontinental Championship um, was uh, defended uh, against Finn Balor in a handicap match between uh, well, it was Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Yeah, man. Um, facing off. With a clear him. advantage for Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. And they, like, showed their hand right away. Yeah. Like, during, like, the pre-show or, like, you know, the pre-match interview and everything like that. So you knew which way it was going to go. Where Lashley was, you know, feeling like he was a little... Now, were they the doing this on TV at all? And bringing up the fact that Leo was a weak link or anything? Yeah. They did okay. it in an interview. Like, backstage. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was not a fan of this match um it was okay for what it was but i hate that the balor won the mat the won the belt this way mm-hmm. so i was really disappointed to see like i was hoping that you know lashley would go over here and then you know you would get balor and him in a one-on-one you know and he would you know win the title that way and then they kind of tease lashley turning on leo well he did turn on leo mm-hmm. basically he spiked him but then um and the crowd seemed confused too like, like they're like, like yeah, Lashley, all right. <laughs> but it wasn't a face turn, uh-huh. <laughs> as we saw later on in the night. And then the next day, uh, Bobby and Leo were together again. So it was a little uneasy alliance, but they were together again. So I don't know, whatever. You know, I, I don't get this booking at all. I, I mean, really they don't have anything better for Leo to do on the main roster right now. Yeah, but he doesn't even need to be on the main roster. I mean, I was fine with the. I'm fine with the pairing of Leo and Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's done wonders for Bobby. You know, it gives him some kind of personality. I definitely feel like he needs someone on the mic right now. Um, you know, after such a rocky start. But I don't know. I don't get this. I don't understand what they're doing here. You know, I felt like Finn deserved to win the belt in a different fashion. You know, so that's why. Well, I, was I mean, this match alone made it seem like he can't beat Bobby. He can only beat Leo. Yes. Yes, yes. And maybe that's why he puts it on the line, you know, next match. Because I feel like this program's not over yet either. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, Raw's Women's Championship was defended by Ronda Rousey against uh, Ruby Riot. 
Um, I mean, this was a short fucking match. It's barely a match. I was actually looking forward to them like going at it, yes. showing Ruby's talents. Everything I feared. <laughs> Everything I feared. I was really hoping that Ruby would get a strong showing. I feel like they've protected her. They always put her over in the ring, mm-hmm. you know, when she's wrestling, that she's an amazing talent and that she has a bright future and everything. And then they kind of forgot about it during this match. It was a total squash. Um, it made her look like shit. So I was really annoyed until Becky Lynch came out and started beating the fuck out of everyone that goddamn crutch because that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had the whole... The match needed five more minutes, at least. Oh, yeah. At least. <laughs> at least. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, match aside, yeah, the match was horrible. And I've it really seen longer did, Brock Lesnar matches. It did no one any, like... It, it didn't help anyone. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it really helped put Ronda over. No. You know, I mean, everyone sees her as a threat as is. Um, if anything, it's getting fans to turn on her more. And maybe that's what they're hoping um, for her squashing a talent like Ruby like that. Because that's, I mean, you're going to get a smart crowd to turn on you quickly. Mm-hmm. If you're just like, you know, underutilizing peak talent and, you know, making people look like shit. You know, who they've seen, like they deem deserving. Um, like uh, Ruby. So... I don't know, man. I really did not enjoy the booking for at all for this, but then I loved what they did afterwards, you know, and I feel like it was just a setup for that, you know, part of the, you know, segment. So it is what it is. Charlotte was outside of the ring, you know, she came in the ring afterwards and then, you know, Becky showed up with her crutch, beat the shit out of Charlotte with mm-hmm. it, and she fucking beat the shit out of her with it. And then, um, you know, she gave the crutch to, you know, uh, Rhonda, and it seemed like she was going to actually get a piece of Charlotte too with it, and then Becky attacked her from behind with the other crutch. So, and she beat the fuck out of her with it. Um, You know, obviously they must have talked beforehand, like, hey, go ahead, do your worst, because she did her worst. She busted her open. I mean, Charlotte's arm looked awful, you know, on SmackDown. So, and you could tell, like, they were trying to protect themselves at one point. They're like, okay, that's enough. You know, (laughs) like, Rhonda grabbed the other crotch and was, like, trying to, like, actually, like, protect herself. So, um, you know, pretty awesome. So, good stuff. I think the only uh, issue I had with that moment was that Rhonda kept trying to stand back up. And, like, you could tell the ref was, like, down. Just stay down. getting up. And maybe that's why Becky just... Took a tour. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was after don't keep on feeding her. It was like Becky's trying to leave the ring at this point, and Rhonda's just like just ready to stand right back up. Oh, you're saying she didn't sell it. She didn't sell it. Yeah. Well, I had an issue with you know the Charlotte and Rhonda match that happened where you know Charlotte pulled out the kendo stick and beat the fuck mm. out of her because she was on the show the next night. You know, and that was a fucking you know grade A ass beating, and they really should have kept her off camera. You know, and let her sell that more. Um, so, I'm not surprised by that. But I think too that's just Rhonda being green. Mm. You know, I'm sure someone was, uh, you know, in the ref's ear, like saying, "Get her ass down, keep her down." Um, I did laugh though that they were trying to like come, like completely like recreate the Stone Cold moment at the end of the match. You know, when he got arrested mm. on Raw from back in the day. Um, you know, Rhonda's like, or not Rhonda. Becky's like holding her hands behind her back like she's like handcuffed even though there's no handcuffs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which she kept on showing us because she kept on like lifting up her arms 
I was like, well, if you wanted that visual, why didn't you just have the fucking security guards bring out, like, zip cords or something? At least hold her arms. Or, like, keep your arms behind your back and stop showing everyone that you're not handcuffed. Because it would have been a badass moment, mm. you know? Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Still still well done, though, overall. So. <laughs> um, and they made it up to Ruby a little bit on Raw. They did give her a longer match on Raw. So, I mean, Ronda still went over. How did you feel about her coming out in the uh, Mortal Kombat gear? It was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not sold with her being Sonya. You didn't yet. run out and buy the Mortal Kombat game because <laughs> of it? Not because of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next match, we had Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman in a no-DQ match. I, I could care less. Yes. <laughs> this was and the match. fact that um, Baron even won... Or went over in this segment, just... Yes, so basically the modern day version of the League of Nations um, came out and aided Corbin, uh, Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. And I don't know if it's just because they had nothing really going on, you know? Uh, well, Lashley had a match earlier on, mm. but I guess they needed Drew to be on in, on the card at least. Um, I don't understand this, like, faction, kind of faction, part-time faction, if you will, Um because, like, literally, like, the, the next day, it's, like, it never happened. So, I don't know. They, they seem to get cold feet. They never, like, completely commit to them being a group. But they keep on, like, I don't know, having this alliance that just pops up randomly. It just makes no sense. It's, like, whenever it's convenient for them. Yeah, and the announcers have to keep trying to explain, yeah, Baron is friends with these guys. They've kind of all... It's, like, why? Why are they <laughs> friends with Baron? He does, He has no power anymore. I know, I know. It made a little more sense when Baron was, like, the general manager that they would be kissing his ass because, mm-hmm. you know, he's got stroke. But, like, otherwise, now it makes no sense. He's just a dude in slacks. You know, there's for no, no point. Reason. Yes, for no reason. It's like, please put your wrestling gear back on. You know, he looks like a fucking server, like, you know, mm. Fridays or something. Like, it makes no sense. I hate it when wrestlers fucking wear slacks in the rage. Uh, he needs more nuts. pieces of flair. A fucking uh, corporate, yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> fucking corporate cane. You remember that? Uh-huh. Oh, God, that drove me nuts. Um, but yes, so... Um, yeah, Braun lost, but then he quickly got the victory back um, on Raw against Baron. And no one came out and saved Baron. So, you know, great storytelling. Yes. WWE, thank you. Hey, thanks for the consistency. <laughs> I don't know why they're not just making it a beef between Drew and um, Braun. That's what I feel I like it's going to lead to. Um, but I thought, like, Corbin was kind of like that stepping stone to, like, get to Drew. But I don't understand. It just feels like they have nothing to do with any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not sure what they're going to do with these guys. So right now, they're just all in limbo, just beating the fuck out of each other. But it shouldn't be that easy to read if they don't know it. <laughs> it's just horrible. I don't know. I felt like there was a, a SmackDown match here that could have taken the place of this match. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like Mysterio and Andre, you know, that would that would make sense. Almost should have been on this card. Yeah. You know, showcase him, and they had two great matches. You know, so far, why not? And you have you've done jack shit with the uh, new tag team for Rusev and Nakamura. No, you had the revival. Uh, you had the revival, just winning those mm-hmm. tag belts. You could have had them in a match, um, a rematch, maybe. Although they don't do rematches anymore, so I'm sorry. But they could. I mean, th- anything but this. You know, I know Strowman's over, but whatever. You know. Um. Anyway. So on to the uh, last Elimination yes. Chamber match, the main event for the WWE Championship. 
uh, featuring Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles versus Randy Orton versus Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy versus Kofi Kingston. Christian, your thoughts? <laughs> it was a great match, mm-hmm. but it wasn't memorable because of the chamber. It was just memorable because of the participants that were in the match. I agree. Like I, I that whole could have happened without that chamber. Effect. I thought it was an okay match until it was like finally down to like Kofi and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it became a fucking memorable match just because I mean I was on the edge of my seat and I really thought Kofi was gonna win. <laughs> I totally marked out. <laughs> I had to keep. I kept telling myself I, he's not winning. He's not winning. Oh he's my god! That's our poor my girlfriend's like he could win though. Like he's not gonna win. He's not gonna win. So you're like arguing with yourself. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> How excited would you've been if you won? Oh, I, I think I would have yelled. I would have been running around. Probably. It would have been a great moment. I yes. really wish they would have pulled the trigger. <laughs> I understand why they didn't, mm. but I would have loved it. You know, I mean, give us that unpredictable shit. You know, surprises like that. I mean, he, he could have dropped the belt at Fastlane. It, I mean, it would have been okay. Mm. Just give him that month. You know, I mean, would have gotten fans buzzing at least. You know, and just excited about something big like that. That's a moment, you know. That's the one thing, you know, Vince does well is moments. You know, he doesn't do long-term storytelling anymore, but he still can do moments. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that would have been a big moment. Well, he missed that. He missed it. But, I mean, we'll see what happens with Fastlane. You know, we see that he's now the number one contender for Fastlane, which was pretty predictable. Um, I guess I would have rather been, like, a match to decide. Yes. Well, I wanted this to be a number one contenders match, and they they've done that in the past before. Mm. Um, so I was surprised that Daniel Bryan was actually involved; and it was for the title. Um, but whatever, I mean. So I mean, so I guess Mustafa Ali was probably you know slotted for the you know Kofi spot mm. here. Um, so I'm curious to see where they go, you know, after Fastlane. You know, if you know if Mustafa's ready to come back. Um, will he be, you know, facing off against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? We're hearing also rumors that it's actually going to end up being uh, Kevin Owens, um, which would be interesting. Which would be great for Kevin Owens. I mean, he deserves I don't, a spot. I hate the fucking promos they're doing right <laughs> with him. I do not understand what they're trying to accomplish. Um, I guess it makes... It almost makes sense if it is going to be like him and Daniel Bryan. Just, I mean, they're trying to like portray him as like an everyday man mm. or something like that, and just a guy at the bowling alley with his kids and everything. I was like, like usually when they do fucking vignettes like that, you know, they've got the wrestler training and mm. rehabbing and like frothing at the mouth to come back and get in the ring. And here's Kevin yep. fucking bowling, just hanging yes, out, <laughs> gutter balls. <laughs> You know, at the at the bowling alley, it just I don't know. It was weird, or like his kid, you know, stealing money from in the movie theater. Like I, I was like, what is that? Um, so I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I would definitely be interested in Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, just because it's something different, and I'd be excited for Kevin, like you said, um, and to see a face Owens. We haven't had that before. Yeah. Um, you know, and it would give Daniel Bryan a lot. To work on, you know, work with for like, you know, his promos and everything like that. Absolutely. And Kevin's a good person to bounce back off of. Yes. Yes. It should be fun. So Those are two good talkers. Um, but man, what a huge difference that would be for Kevin from where he, you know, before he got injured to like all of a sudden I'm, you know, going for the WWE title and, mm-hmm. you know, WrestleMania. 
I mean, that's crazy. So that makes me a little, like, hesitant. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any well, sense. Well, we don't know who would Daniel face at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was parts where I was like, Orton's going to win this title match right now. Well, it and... sounds like it's going to be Orton and AJ. It looks like they're going that direction mm-hmm. with it. Um, I don't know if I really want to see. It'll be a good match. I don't want to I just see don't know what they have food. left to excite me or do at this point. I think it's time for AJ to be on Raw. Hmm. You know, I think I, I think he needs some new opponents at this point. You know, I'd like to see a heel turn from him too. Yeah, he just needs to freshen up his character a little. Yeah, I thought they were going that route with the whole like McMahon pep talk and everything, but then they kind of dropped it. Yeah. I feel like that's fallen apart on both characters, both Seth Rollins and um, AJ. Well, yeah, but Seth actually ended up winning the fucking Rumble. So, True, but you know. <laughs> I don't feel like it's because he had a new animalistic attitude or... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. He was still the Kingslayer in that match. He wasn't Yeah, like yeah he was still Seth. <laughs> so much. And, you know, he's been off... I mean, that's one thing this pay-per-view was missing was Rollins wasn't on it. Mm-hmm. Lynch didn't have a match. So he had two Royal Rumble winners not even really on the card. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Rollins has been injured. So, you know, they're kind of just, you know, keeping him out, you know on camera but not you know getting involved at all so it's making a little bit of a weird dynamic storytelling wise i think um but i guess it is what it is uh we found out that roman reigns will be on raw this monday um giving us an update is there a possibility that he'll be back in the ring i feel like it's too soon right Mm -hmm. now with i would almost hope that they would keep him even if he was ready like just keep him off Mm -hmm. until after mania just to kind of let all the storylines play out. I mean, I, I hope that he's in that position to yeah, really that'd be great. But I don't make a it, return. But just storyline wise, it would just make things like I could see them like wanting to keep him off until like you know it's Roman Reigns though. They're like get him on the card. It's fast like Rock versus Roman shows. three. Exactly. <laughs> I hope not. I don't want to see that match again. You know, give him someone else then. You know, it'll be a big moment. But I hate that. I wish they would kept it as a surprise, though. You know, if that is the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still would have loved a Rumble moment. You know, how huge would have that been if, if Reigns music hit during the Rumble? You know, and he made a big surprise return. Although conspiracy theorists out there would be like, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he was never sick. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe one of them would be me. <laughs> I just don't trust McMahon. <laughs> He's such a fucking carny. It's, not to say it, but he it has is... no soul. <laughs> Vince, he would, he totally would go there. something. He like would that. go there. I just hope Roman would say no. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I, I hope him. You know, I wish him the best, obviously, and hopefully, you know, he's that's awesome. If he's like mm. fully recovered and he's beat the shit, that's great. Yeah. Um. What if he gets a taste for acting, though? That'd be nice. I'm sure that's always been in the cards, though. Yeah, he's never done in those WWE films, right? No. At least I, not that I can remember. Hopefully he has an agent who's like, no, you stay the fuck away from those movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, but I mean, he's related to The Rock. He's, well, he's going to be in whatever, right? Yeah. Um, he's going to well, cameo? or Something in Hobbs. I don't remember. Oh, Yes. Name. Hobbs and Shaw? Hobbs and Shaw, there you okay, go. Okay, thank you. I know. I've never seen a minute of those movies. Have you seen the trailer for that? Uh, no. I think I stayed it's... away. 
is pure like you know these movies feel like Fast and Furious feels like they're parodying like action films in general and sometimes like they know what they are uh-huh. and they don't take themselves seriously but this is just fucking balls to the wall as far crazy as they can get oh, at really? this point like you have like the ending sequence is just grown men falling off of a building and running down and acting like it's nothing to them like they're chasing after these guys who are propelling like normal down the wall and Brock just jumps over and just goes down while um, um, Shaw is just taking an elevator and they're just joking back and forth while well, he's the like, is, like falling fighting to death. In, yeah <laughs> fighting in midair like this is the most ridiculous well, thing I've ever seen this movie <laughs> <laughs> I just sold it to you huh? he is the rock I mean he defies <laughs> the laws of physics um, yeah so I would I'm trying to think. Oh, so we had all the call-ups happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, let's... Well, before we get to Raw and SmackDown, let's rate this pay-per-view. 3.7. Okay. All right. Um, it, was, it wasn't like a great pay-per-view. It had good moments. It was better than I thought it was going to yes. be. Yes. You know, once again, yes, McMahon can do moments. <laughs> so, um, I'll give it three and a half. I'll give it three. And that's mostly because of the women's, you know, elimination mm-hmm. chamber match. So and Kofi, that Kofi moment was great, and the crowd was so yes. <laughs> Damn, I just hope that they didn't miss out on that moment. So I had never seen the Trouble in Paradise that powerful uh-huh, <laughs> right? in years. Yes, right. <laughs> like since his, he, he first debuted. Oh man, but that was great. I mean, kudos to Daniel Bryan too. Like he sold the shit out of everything Kofi was doing. Mm-hmm. So. I'm wondering if, like, he had part of that. Because it seems like he's got a lot of stroke in what's going on with him, storyline-wise. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, he's the one who's like, no, I want to face off against Mustafa Ali. Um, so, you okay. know, he pulled those strings. So I'm wondering if, like, once Ali went, I was like, hey, give it to Kofi. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Mm-hmm. You know, which is great. So, um, but yeah, no, yeah, three and a half. You know, better than I thought it was going to be. You know, yeah. especially for on the road to WrestleMania. So, because these, the, to me, the Elimination Chamber is usually forgettable. So, <laughs> for me. Oh. Um, but yeah, so moving on to Raw and SmackDown, uh, we're not going to do a full recap, but we had some big uh, call ups. Yes, we had Aleister Black, we had Ricochet, and Champa. Champa and Gargano. How could I forget yes. that? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, the big four of NXT at the moment are up. Huge surprise. Um, I, I was. I, I don't understand exactly what they're doing with this. I don't know if they felt like they needed to shake things up more. Um, I do feel like you know they're going to be kind of like you know how Becky and Charlotte and Sasha were um, a, a couple years back mm-hmm. when they kind of like towed the line where they were like you know one foot in NXT and one foot in you know WWE and like the main roster and going back and forth. Um, until after WrestleMania, where they're just like completely, you know, on the main roster. So um, I don't know how I feel about that transition. You know, if, if that is the mm. case, um, this was like the worst crowd for them to like debut <laughs> in front of. It was like crickets, man. It really was. I mean, and they did. I mean, the way they announced it was really shitty. Like Triple H was in the ring and everything, and he like thanked everyone for the you know the big announcement that dx is going to the hall mm-hmm. of fame and we'll talk about that in a little bit but um then like triple h is like oh and i've got the surprise and you know 
tonight and then he went they went to the titantron and they showed their little like vignettes and everything to like no crowd response whatsoever um you know so i understand schedule wise it is what it is um but i, I wish they would have held it for like you know a, a better crowd like new york a more or nxt or... yes friendly crowd mm-hmm. Because this crowd just did not give a shit. But they were like that through the entire fucking show. Mm-hmm. It was like the whole audience tickets were like comped or something like that. It was really weird. Because even like during Sasha and Bailey when they came out, you know, like they got like no reception whatsoever. So it was just, it was weird. It was a weird night. Um, I was happy with the way that they were all booked though. That being said, um, you know, WWE has been hit or miss needless to say with the nxt uh talent that been called up but i felt like they all look strong so it's just weird to have them debuting mid um angles season yeah and like well that, that's kind of what happened and with, angles at, during yes because they have their own angles going on and everything so it is a little strange right now um i don't know i don't think it really takes anything away from nxt though storyline wise um it's just a little jarring for them to be there. I don't know how they fit in the WrestleMania picture. Um, you know, because I'm assuming that they're going to be part of that picture. If they, I don't know why you would debut them now if they're not going yeah, to You be. need to fill spots in that Andre the Giant battle I right. hope not. Because they, they did that with Corbin. No, no, Corbin was just, he just kind of was a surprise, mm. right? Um, but yeah, but... Once again, you know, with, you know, three of the four horsewomen, you know, when they called them up, they were towing that line. It was right before WrestleMania and everything like that. So it was kind of the same thing. Um, they definitely are. They love Black. And I, I'm glad, you know, I mean, they had him go over Elias. Um, they had him go over Andrade, you know, I mean, two big, you know, guys to mm-hmm. like go over, you know, solid mid-card guys, you know, to debut against and win. You know, in good matches, too. So and you could tell the way that, you know, the commentators were talking about Black that, you know, they're definitely behind him, which is good to see. Um, fun match, too, with uh, Ciampa and uh, Gargano against the Revival. So the fact that they, you know, pinned them, that's huge. So and Ricochet looked like a million bucks. Yes. So um, we'll see. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Ricochet challenges Finn for that IC belt. Um, that could be a great match, you know. Um, I feel like definitely you're going to probably see the revival versus you know Gargano, and I mean I guess they're going by uh, DIY. DIY, yeah, I think so. I think they referred to themselves maybe on NXT or something like that as that. I know the the announcers kept on alluding to them, but I didn't hear them actually call themselves that. But I think on NXT they like officially said that they were you know back. So. Um, you know, maybe they do their angle there. Maybe they have Johnny finally, you know, turn or something like that on Ciampa. You know, because I still feel like they need closure in mm. NXT, you know, before they get completely called up to, you know, the main roster for that story. We line. feel that way, but... I know Vince doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but it deserves, like, closure. Especially mm. if they're not even on the same, you know, brand as each other. You know, I mean, I that was your, like, last two years of wrestling was. Yeah. I'm wondering if they have them turn on each other, you know, during the tag match. And then, you know, at TakeOver, they face against each other, face off against each other. You know, I feel well, like what, Black you, you think they're going to fight at Fastlane? Is that what you're trying to say? What do you mean? 
what takeover would they be going up against each other? The WrestleMania takeover. So then, when they fight the revival, would that be fast lane? Okay. Yeah, that'd be a fast lane. Especially since they just got a pin on them, mm-hmm. you know, and then they could they can wrestle at you know basically their go home match, you know, their blow up match, um, at takeover, um, and then you know it's a great way to you know do WrestleMania weekend, um, which was basically one of the matches of the year last year. So. I don't know. We'll see. I'm interested. Black could just walk away at this point from NXT, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely see him having a match at, at WrestleMania. So, I don't know. Well, if you were to have him fight someone at Mania, who would you have him face off against? Not the Undertaker. <laughs> kill him. <laughs> I were yeah, people were like once again. I, I made the comparisons with him and everything, but people were like, you know, oh, what about Black versus the Undertaker? I get it, but like I don't want to see the match. You know, I could see Black eventually filling that Undertaker role. It'd be a good two minute spot for Black if he went over. They're not gonna put him over that show like in two <laughs> minutes over the Undertaker. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, maybe to punish him for uh doing the uh, uh Starcade? Starcade, right? How about that? That's crazy. That's insane. So mm. reportedly McMahon's pissed off, so I'm not surprised by okay. that. But um yeah, I just I mean, Undertaker's always been such a company guy. Is he getting paid well for this appearance? Oh hell yeah, he is. Okay. No, um God, who reported on it? It's something ridiculous. So it's I think it's a hundred and fifty dollars for his autograph or something. Like insane. Mm-hmm. So he gets a he gets that. And then there was like an upfront fee of like, I don't know, I think it was like over like $60,000 or something like that for a three hour appearance. <laughs> so it's three hours mm-hmm. and then he's getting for every autograph, he's getting 150 bucks. And that's going to bring so much attention over to oh, that absolutely. weekend. Absolutely. It's just darn to see it like Mark Calloway, mm. aka, you know, The Undertaker. It's just weird. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> So McMahon must have done something to piss off Taker. Something. Or Taker just was like, I can't pass up that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, besides that, there really wasn't much, you know, going on. Um, Ron, it was just kind of picking up the pieces from Elimination Chamber and everything. And we're on to Fastlane, which is like two weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> so... It is a, we are on the road to WrestleMania, that's for sure. Uh, outside of WWE, there's been like, um, there was concept art that was apparently leaked for what could possibly be AEW's championship. Oh, but, really? But it looked very like minuscule, very indies type belt. And so I'm like, I, I feel like, especially with the money that's behind them, Everything that they're going for, this is definitely not it. I feel like Cody would want, because he is, you know, mm-hmm. such a purist and everything, and just a wrestling historian, that he'd want something with prestige attached to it, you know? So he's going to want something classic and, you know, elegant at the same time. Because to me, like, you know, I'm thinking more of, like, you know, like the original, like, NWA belts, you mm-hmm. know, that I know, like, Ric Flair walking around with, you know, something like that, like Harley Race's, like, old school belt. Um, I, I I can't see him going over the top flashy, but I don't mm. see him going fucking indie belt either. No. You know, um, 
like the something that any like mom paws like independent show could mm. you know walk around could have gotten done for a couple hundred dollars. I don't see that happening. So, um, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, Trying to think, was there anything else? What about Ty? His little uh, announcement. Yeah, he, he announced that he was leaving uh, before he was actually given permission to leave. And actually, like, saying goodbye to everyone. <laughs> I was like, oh, you motherfucker, you're not going anywhere now. Like, that was weird, right? Yeah, I, I'm afraid he's going to get the uh, fucking pock treatment where he's going to be held. Yeah, I don't know what his now. contract is, but I feel like he's going to be sitting at home for a while. Mm-hmm. So, which is unfortunate. I don't know what, I mean... Maybe he got bad advice. I mean, maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe they said, yes, we'll grant her a release. But we haven't heard anything from their side yet. Mm-hmm. So it was a little surprising. I mean, they've definitely been underutilizing him. He's not even on the show. I don't remember the last time I saw him on SmackDown. So, um... It'd just be funny to hear AEW say, hey, I'm the 10th new member mm-hmm. of AEW. I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, don't fucking count your chickens before they hatch, uh-huh. though. <laughs> it don't piss off the old man. Just a bad move. So, Well, I'm imagining the old man saying, Ty who? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, someone had to remind McMahon <laughs> who Ty was and then explain to him what he did. Yes. So, And that would piss him off. Um, like, Ty who? What? He said who? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that's crazy. Crazy. Um, it, uh, since, uh, last episode of the show, uh, Batista has come out and said he's not going to work anywhere else, but WWE. Okay. So, fine. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> fine, Dave. Whatever. <laughs> I don't need him on any show, so. No, no, I really didn't need him there either, so that's fine. Um. You know what we forgot? What? DX going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Your thoughts, Christian? I, okay. I it, feel like it's too soon. I... Too soon? Yeah. Why too soon? I don't know. I don't feel they like... They haven't been together for I a see, very long time. But I see Triple H on TV every other fucking week. I get it. I, I, I feel like it's cheap. I feel like it was a vehicle to get, like, China in without, mm, like, getting yeah. her in and inducting her, like, you know, on her own individually. So, now people will only Google DX. They won't Google China. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, what are they going to do when Paige is put in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be rough. But yeah, I mean, it. my thing too is like, I feel like Xbox should have gone in individually. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like Hunter should be, you know, in there individually. You know, I'm sure like Triple H will go in individually. It just feels weird that I feel like that should come first. Like Flair went in on his own. Yeah. Then the horse. No, that makes in. sense. Um, so it just felt like, you know, so many people have been clamoring for China to get in that they kind of like, you know, paid fan service, you know, and, you know, did it this way, which just feels a little roundabout. I would much rather have her enter on her. That's just me. Xbox has gotten a ring, right? No. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. No. So, I mean, he deserves to be. I mean, that guy, I mean... We wouldn't be seeing the style of wrestling that we're seeing right now if it wasn't for Xbox. I mean, he did a lot for, you know, that kind of cruiserweight style. So, I mean, especially to be doing it on, like, WWE TV, you know, back then in the early 90s, that's crazy. So, I mean, he deserves a lot of credit, you know, as much as some people, you know, don't enjoy him. Or at least at the time. There was such a thing as, like, X-Pac heat, <laughs> you know, where it's just mm-hmm. a heat for being him. 
So, um, you know, but I always, I mean, I always enjoyed him. I always did. You know, I felt like he doesn't get enough credit for, you know, what he did for the business. So, I mean, I'll even say with, like, New Age Outlaws, they should definitely get in on their own as a team. They, they deserve that. So, I just, it's, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the whole faction thing. You know, like, I feel Billy, like it should be after the fact. Yeah. Is Billy Gunn going to be able to show up? Yeah. I'm sure. I don't think Cody's going to be like, no, you can't go. Well, no, I, I don't think Cody would care. But. Yeah, yeah. At WWE, I'm sure that's part of the reason why they wanted to do it. So I'm sure they'll take some shots at him while he's up there, you mm-hmm. know, making jokes and shit. So, you know, especially he's going to have DX more guys. money in the end. Oh, yeah. No, he'll love it. He's, he's getting a ring. Who cares, right? Mm. I mean, it's good that she's going in. I'm glad that they're doing it. I just wish it was on her own. Yes. So. Um, you know, and Sean will have two rings, so he'll be there with uh, with Flair now. Mm-hmm. You know, so but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know the music's going in. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they need to put in the uh, what's his name, Jimmy Jones, Jimmy Jams, not Jimmy Jams, the guy who produced who all that all the fucking songs. music. They need to fucking recognize that guy. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, it's like 15 years worth of songs. And, I mean, they're using some of them still. I feel like they're not going to recognize him. They should recognize him. They recognize other guys. Maybe, like, if they ever open up the uh, Like, behind-the-scenes guys. I mean, Fink got in. They should fucking recognize him. Yeah. You know? I mean, Jimmy Hart's in. He did a lot of the WCW guys, but he was an actual manager. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and his his music sucked. It's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Now we have to end the show. Yes. <laughs> okay, it's time to go. All right, Christian. Well, before we go, we got some podcasts that we think you should be listening to. Uh, first up is Dare Daniel po- uh, Movie Podcast. A film critic and comedian review the worst movies you can imagine. Listen and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, next up is Heroes Garage, our good bunny Tom. A superhero fantasy and science fiction podcast by fans for fans. Uh, Tom does great comic book reviews. Um, he really takes like a deep dive into each book. Uh, go ahead and give him a listen. Um, next, we've got Movie Geek and Proud, a podcast by two geeky gays as we review our weird taste in films and movies uh, we've never seen that will blow your mind. And you can go ahead and find them on every one of your favorite popular uh, podcast platforms. Uh, last but not least is The Hotter Show, a podcast covering interviews with musicians and content creators, album reviews, mysteries, paranormal life, and relationships, and more. Um, another friend of the show, fantastic uh, podcast. Give them a listen. So that's going to do it for this week, Christian. Yeah, but make sure that you're checking us out on dramacityproductions.com that's right you can find us there and you can find all of our stable mates so definitely check us out there but if you feel like you have an app that you already use for a podcast we're probably there already we are there already (laughs) I guarantee it we're on all your favorite platforms right now so go ahead and find us uh subscribe rate review we live off of those so please you know do your due diligence and, you know, take those couple seconds and, you know, keep this podcast thriving. Yes. And make sure that you're following us on social media because we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Definitely check us out on all those platforms. You'll be able to learn more about what we're doing on the podcast, 
what we like, what news is coming out. I know Damon posts every fucking like news item that he can to Instagram alone. So definitely check us out. Yes, yes. We try to keep up uh, with all your latest nerd news, if yes. you will. So um, right now you're listening to our good buddy, Greg Brebner. Yes. Um, he's our house DJ, if you will. You can check him out on SoundCloud if you like what you're hearing. You can follow him on Instagram. And at the top of the show, you heard them, Guilty Aces, a great Chicagoland rockabilly band. Um, you can go ahead and find their stuff on iTunes. They got a bunch of videos on YouTube. And if you're in the Chicagoland area, go ahead and check out a show. They play one almost every weekend. So yeah, yeah. So that's gonna do it for this week. Yes, I'm Christian and I'm Damon. And that's the Amazing Nerd Show. This has been a Drama City production. Why you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder?